Welcome to episode 20 of the Brand Social Podcast. Today we're talking to Alec from Fialagar. Enjoy the show. How's it going, mate? Oh, it sounds like better than you. Mm. Just one of those fucking days today. You'll well, let me mute you up behind me so I don't look like a fucking scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious because if I just tilt the computer down, it honestly looks like I'm in a fucking hovel. It's <laughs> shit everywhere. Just in a just, squat. Yeah, I just I just cleaned the square that the camera can see. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do, and it still looks like a tip in it. It always looks exactly the same behind you. I'm impressed. Consistency, yeah. consistency is key. Yeah, I mean that those boxes behind me are um it's a stock that we did a bit of fulfillment for that band. Oh right, um, yeah, yeah. but it's just like excess stock. Um I couldn't find anywhere to put it at the unit, so it's here. Oh, they've been printed on because you could you could have used those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's is it, there must be must be about fifty hoodies there. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, it's enough. 250 more. It's a lot of hoodies to store. It's a little interesting. I saw something really cool, but I can't find who it was that shared it. Um, a guy, uh, some brand, if I want to find them, obviously, um, they did a design on a T-shirt a few years ago, and they did it on Gildan Soft Styles. Mm. And obviously, since then, they've learned that, you know, maybe about how shitty Gildan is and blah, blah. And they've basically turned around and said, if you order one of these in Gildan, Send us your order number, and we'll heavily discount the replacement yeah, uh, on on something that's like better for the environment. And everything the exact same T-shirts. They're reprinting it, but if you already that's own cool. one, you can, you can buy it again but on a mm. better on a better blank. That's cool. It's really cool, isn't it? But I can't I find. Them. I cannot find them anywhere. It's some some one of the people I follow stories, so I've got to try and dig that out. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. That's pretty cool, man. That's cool. Yeah. How are you, mate? I'm all right. Getting yeah. there. Getting there. I'm off to Brighton tomorrow. Yeah. I've got a murder, murder mystery we're going on. Nice. Yeah, nice. It's, her, it's her birthday tomorrow. Oh, was that? Oh, Friday, the, Friday the 13th. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm going to take her around Brighton. And I might, she, says, she said she'd like another tattoo, so I might get, I might get her another tattoo. Pop into, uh, into Magnum Opus. That's Magnum Opus. I'm going to write yeah, that down right now. They've got a load of um, all of their artists have done like a Friday the 13th flash sheet. Flash thing, yeah. From like 20 to 50 quid or something like that, which is pretty good. Yeah. You speak right. to a guy called da- Danny. He's my artist. Lovely bloke. Lovely Danny. This week's episode is sponsored by Magnum Opus. <laughs> 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 oh, so. When I went out to dinner the other night with some friends, I've got I've got two friends that are leaving the country, and um, uh, I, th- I thought you were just going to stop it there. But like, I've got two friends. That's it. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> They're both leaving the country to get away from me. Um, and, you know, we just chatting like, and I speak to them all the time. Like we've got a WhatsApp group. Like we chat like at least a couple of times a week. There's a conversation going back and forth. And mm. um, I said, yeah, I said, it's, it's it's lucky actually. Like we managed to rearrange because normally this is my um my podcast night. And they were like, mm. what? I said, you know, when, when I meet, meet with Darcy and record the podcast, and they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
I said, you know, the, the podcast I'm a co-host on. And they were like, this is literally the first time you've mentioned it. <laughs> so I'd like to say hello to Steve, Brilliant. Simon, Rich and Will. You're all you said two. Cunts. That's four. No, two of them are leaving the country. <laughs> <laughs> the other two, the other two I've, I've managed to coax to stay. Yeah. yeah. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know you, so I'm not going to reiterate what Pab said. <laughs> no, yeah, no, they're, they're actually they're actually not cunts. They're lovely people. No, right, fair enough, I'm sure. <laughs> if they're hanging about with you, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh. right. Um, oh, I did have stuff to tell you, but I can't can't think of what it was now. Um, about this week, about your printing, about your penis. Did that cream clear that thing at issue up that you had? <laughs> <laughs> Such a twat. Uh, no, I can't remember it was. Uh, it's, it's weird. January's just a weird fucking month, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a really, really bizarre month. It's like the days feel like they're going really quickly. And I feel like but I feel like I've been in January forever and it's only the twelfth. Oh, is it only the twelfth? Yeah. Oh. Fucking roll on bloody payday, mate, and stuff to start getting back to some sense of normality. Because we've had quite a few inquiries. Like, we're a hell of a lot busier than we were last January, which mm. is good. Um, And by January standards, we're not doing too badly. But it's just like, I, I think the problem for us is a lot of our big costs are in January. Yeah, so, so if everything's it's, coming out then. Yeah, so like I set up both of our websites. So Inky Cow, which is like, you know, we have like a 150 quid hosting fee a year or whatever. And mm. then Downcast, we have like a, uh, I think it's like a 400 quid hosting fee a year. So that came out this morning. Um, but the Shopify one didn't give me any warning. Normally they send an email saying like, you know, we're going to take this amount on this day and everything like that, blah, 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 nothing. So I woke up and my account's in fucking overdraft and I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, really? Can't you um, like, can't you just sell your child or something? That'll pay for it. <laughs> well, I did. I, well, I didn't sell my child. Um, <laughs> what I did do was uh, put together some printing deals. I saw. Um, They're very good. Mm, mm. They're very um, good. Obviously not making as much compared to usual pricing, but... I've had three inquiries already. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. That's one, really of them's a, one of them's a, a client that we've printed for quite a few times. He's a, he's a mate of mine who um, he runs mm. a pizza business. Um, he's he a tosser some... then. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a lovely bloke. Um, I was in pizza tossing. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. my, my brain's not working today. You'll have to bear with me. Um, but yeah, and then two others, which is good. So, you know, it shows that I don't know. I mean, the interest is there, I guess. Um, There's money out there. Yeah, I yeah. Got I it. mean, and I mean, the thing is, is the way I was looking at it is, I don't really like doing the whole like printing deals and stuff. I think it makes a lot more sense if you're like an auto shop or something, and you can just smash out those jobs in yeah. half an hour or whatever. Mm. Um, but my thinking behind it was like, yeah, all right, I'm not going to be making a, a huge amount of money on any of them, but if any of them are new clients. It's clients that I wouldn't have had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so you, so, you, you, you you might have to maybe not make as much, but then get an ongoing hmm. relationship. 
Yeah, exactly. Do you find the upsells there as well with the deals you got? Because obviously they're, they're yeah, quite specific. Yeah, that's the, the, the one that's actually come through from my mm. mate. He was like, he was just going to get reprints of the, the ones we did for him um, a few months ago. And it's just mm. a white print on black, um, white on black, uh, just a big front print. And he's decided to go for front and back this time because of oh, the cool. deal. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Um, yeah. But, you know, kind of moving forward, he's obviously going to do that probably every time now. So it's, you know, it has bumped it up. Happy days. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not all bad. It's uh it's not all doom and gloom. No, it's just a weird, weird day. But um been looking forward to this one. Yeah, I'm looking forward. Oh, I must interrupt you before we continue. Um Go on. Uh, you remember the issue I had last week having to kill the puppies and the kittens from the listeners <laughs> oh, yeah. that weren't yeah. that weren't subscribing and liking. Yeah. It's gotten worse. So what's basically happened God. is because there weren't enough listeners liking and subscribing, I actually ran out of puppies and kittens. Um, so I've had to start a puppy farm and a kitten farm. Um, so what <laughs> what what I desperately need for our listeners to do is to is to maybe leave a leave a review on the um on the Apple Podcasts or wherever they get their podcasts, <laughs> um, and follow the follow the instagram at the brand listeners, social podcast you, listeners you've got to stop him because i mean he's out of control it is i mean it took me an hour to scrub the blood off my fingers this morning it's it's just ridiculous <laughs> but i mean i'm not sure how much longer i can go on with this but i'm gonna have to because i'm contractually obliged to unless yeah. the listeners do some some hardcore um social mediaing on our behalf so yeah, I mean the ball's in their court. You know, my hands might be physically bloody, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just doing the job that I've been, I've been given to do. So, you know, I feel like my conscience is fine, but I can't, I can't physically keep. I'm going to have to hire some people in to do it for me. If not, that's that's the only, that's the only way to do it. So, if we could really like rally round and and sort that out, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Just sort of interrupt there. Sorry, a little tangent. right um thanks for that pub um, oh my eyes are really itchy um you didn't need to know that uh so today we have got alec on haven't we yeah from... are, you, are, are you gonna are you gonna say his brand name or do you want me to do it so i've written it down Is phonetically it, it... for myself oh i haven't i'm, I'm gonna attempt it and go on, you, go, you go then i'll go it. afterwards <laughs> is it fiala da it's uh, i well i think it's fiala gar okay so but we're both in the ballpark i think mm. um so yeah i'm looking forward to it he, uh, from his um I've been following him a little while on um on Reddit actually as well. He used to oh, yeah. that's where I first saw him. I saw him on Reddit before I saw him on um on uh on Instagram. So yeah. And we just missed uh-huh. him at um at Printware last year. He he turned oh, up we? as we left. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I was trying to see him at Printware just before we left, but he turned up literally just as we'd uh, just as we left after after seeing everyone on, on the on the second day. Oh, fair enough. Well, bring that up because we want to find out why he was there. Well, we know why he was there. Why well, don't? Well, why he, he screen print. He screen prints as well. Oh, does he run a studio too? Well, he prints his own stuff. 
He's literally oh. got into it. That's how I've. We'll get into this on the pod, but that's yeah. how I basically started following him because <laughs> because it was on a, a the screen printing subreddit, and I was watching uh, him. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh my just fucking hates that. <laughs> Every time she says something, it could it could even be like genuinely interesting. <laughs> I'll just look at her and I'll and I'll go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and she does she does her fucking cross. Oh bless her. There he is. All right, let's get him in. Hello guys. How's it going? Oh, good. How are you? I was just sitting in the waiting room. I didn't realise I needed to put like all the uh, the meeting codes and everything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh we're we're a very select um select club. You have to you have to know the password. Or you're not getting in. Yeah, yeah of course. How are you guys been? Nice to meet you all. Yeah, nice nice to yeah, meet you. Too, yeah, mate. yeah, very there's well. There's a um well. there's a safe word to leave as well. Pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> off to a good start. <laughs> I should have, I should have, should have worn my nice undies. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was expecting it. <laughs> oh, good old. Oh, how's right, things, we... mate? What you, what you been up to? Not much. I went to a textile fair yesterday, which was quite good in London. Oh, I yeah, saw no. that. I saw yeah. you posting about that. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Saw some really nice cotton there. There's one Italian uh, people, but they do manufacture it for you as well. It's gorgeous cotton. It's just expensive, like Italian stuff. It's like, God, you have to charge so much for the fucking stuff. We, we mm. are we are an expensive nation. I'm half yeah. Italian. We we were having a discussion before you came on. We've both been practicing how to pronounce your brand name. Go on, then I want to hear it. Yeah, Darcy's going to go first. Is it Fialagar? Yeah, that's like... it. Oh, you, oh, it is. You, you prick. You said it wrong the first time. You said it right the second time after <laughs> I, said I, said it, it. I said it. I said, I said it with a D the first time. Yeah, so and that's then... what's confusing. If you weren't told, mm. you wouldn't know about that, really. Mm. Nice, nice, easy brand name. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the amount of people. That's why I was thinking of doing, like I said to you before, I was going to do like a little tag maybe on the hem with like the pronunciation. Just, uh, but I, I think that'd it... be really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I find it it perks people because like when I do like the market store with it, I always get people saying like, "How do you pronounce that?" And it kind of, I think it just like perks interest because it gets you talking to them as well. Yeah, you yeah, know what you could a, do. A good intro, isn't it? You know yeah. what you could do is you you could record you saying it, and then put it on a on the website somewhere, and then have a have the little thing of how to how to say it. And if they still struggle, have a QR code underneath them, but someone can scan with their phone, and then they can hear the pronunciation of it said through their phone. Yeah, that is pretty good. Honestly, it took me a fucking ages to get the pronunciation right because I was trying to speak because a lot of my family are Scottish, but none of them speak Gaelic. And I was just trying to like find out how on earth do I actually say this word? <laughs> I found the word and was like, yeah, I want to use that. But then mm. I was like, it was so hard to find anywhere where it said. And I found like some like Scottish translation thing of people like talking and one of them says it and I had to like slow down them talking just to be able to get the translation right. <laughs> And I've since spoken to people that speak Gaelic and they're like, yeah, yeah, you're pronouncing it right. So I was like, okay, cool. You're the, you're the oracle on this, Tim. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll accept your knowledge. But I mean, you you could have just fucking made it up, mate. We, we, none of us none of us would go, <laughs> that's wrong. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a real word. I'm not, I'm not making it up. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to that anyway. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. 
um yeah so before we jump into it properly do you want to tell us uh, a little bit about you and what your brand is uh well i'm i work as a graphic designer like a digital designer i have done for like about 10 or 11 years now um so i had like experience in that kind of industry as it was and i studied media at a university like digital media so kind of like was always interested in doing something creative doing something with my hands and i find like especially with office work you can get a bit boring you're designing but you are stuck at a desk all day so i quite mm. like the idea of doing a brand and especially like the screen printing as well because it's more hands-on you're still getting to be creative you're actually like like moving not just stuck at a desk all day and it's like a bit of escape of that kind of uh, reality as well that's kind of why i wanted to do it to still be creative but to do something a bit different from work creativity to have like a side hustle something that you could work on really yeah no my background came from a, a graphic design as well and it's like I think the thing I miss the least is being hunched over all the time because it was like a lot of my stuff was like quite ill. Now you're just bent over the all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's a different kind of pain. Um, yeah. But it was yeah, just like over over a desk like this the whole time. Sorry, oh, that was probably really it, yeah. loud for the listeners though. Yeah, I've got like all the you get all the shoulder pain, the back pain, yeah. everything. Like that's what drove me mad about it. It was like I can't do this my whole life just sitting in a chair staring at a light bulb for the majority mm. of my life. There's got to be something like a little bit more to it really a bit more to life did you um did you ever experiment with office chairs yeah i've got I know that sounds dodgy i've got a herman miller one <laughs> i this was gonna like... say, I, I didn't want to say it because i didn't want to sound like a, a nerd but you lent a little minute a minute ago and i was like it's a herman miller <laughs> yeah yeah you know your chairs <laughs> I, I do got, know my chairs two of them. Oh, oh you show off <laughs> yeah yeah got, got them like second hand at like some office surplus place for like 300 quid for the pair it's like a bargain wow. you don't even get like one for brand new for that my um yeah. my, my friend um works well, i won't mention where he works or oh, it doesn't work then it doesn't really matter but he worked for a very large merchant bank and um he was it was his first year placement after doing his university thing and uh they're on whatever floor they're on and they came in one day and one of the offices had been done up and it was the opposite directly opposite them and um they all had brand new chairs like yeah, big, yeah. the big arrows, the massive ones with the fancy armrests and everything, and they they looked to the left and like all of their old shitty chairs they've been sitting on for like nine months, and they looked to the right and they were like, yeah, we're nicking all the fucking chairs, right? <laughs> <laughs> so they they nicked all the chairs and they sat on them for a couple of days. Obviously, people started coming in for the new roles, and they're obviously slightly more senior. And he said an email just went out and said, put them back. Like it literally did nothing <laughs> else. Just, yeah, give them back, and then. <laughs> So before they went home like one evening they all just like snuck these <laughs> snuck these chairs back to where they had to go the the, yeah. the the importance of a good chair can never be never be um underestimated it's a, a wonderful tried one of those um I've, I've still got it at the units one of those like kneeling chairs oh yeah yeah so i tried one yeah it's your knees after a while though I didn't find it hurt my knees but it was like it really improved my posture but what it was yeah. doing i'd get a bad pain under my foot like in the right. arch of my foot um, which was really weird, but it must just kind of be the angle I was sitting at, and it was, I don't know, putting some kind of strain on it. So I've had to stop using it, which is annoying because it's like when you're sitting for long periods of time doing quoting and admin and shit like that, it's, uh, it's a lot more comfortable. But have yeah. you thought, I've got a standing desk? Have you thought about that? Yeah, but money. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's, just, it's just spending money I, on Ikea. Do, like, Ikea do a really good one. That's why really... I've got an Ikea one. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Mm. Just do so it this... like every every few hours. Just get up and stand up, and like yeah, it does like help like your back and your shoulders just loosen up a little bit. 
You yeah. see those people that have standing desks and they work while they're walking on a treadmill? Yeah, yeah, that's a bit too extra <laughs> for me. But like, yeah. there's one lady just like fifty something thousand steps a day while she's working. I would, that's I would nice. be on my face like all the time. <laughs> I just <laughs> miss the treadmill, dunk, headbutt the headbutt the desk. <laughs> How can you concentrate if you're doing that? Just like actively no trying to fall over and like trying to do work at the same time. I don't know because I. I, I struggle with like walking and eating. Like you know, it's like you miss your face. It's like it ends up in your ear and you know. <laughs> your honour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a that's some good. That's some good chair chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> right. what I was expecting. I listened to one of your other <laughs> podcasts and you were talking about like post office ham. So I was expecting. <laughs> yes. then I wasn't expecting it to go into desk chairs. Am I that boring? But we just went straight into desk chairs. <laughs> I think the podcasts are gradually getting more middle aged as they go on. Yeah, yeah well, I'm, I'm getting older. So like that does make sense. I'm yeah. probably the oldest here. We'll, 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 we'll assume I am. But... You've got the most grey hair. I have. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something now, right? Um you see you see my little white bit there? Yeah. My most asked question with people that I meet is, oh, do you dye that bit? And I'm just gonna settle this now on the podcast. So if anyone <laughs> when I'm famous, they they the know this yes. now. The answer is no, I do not. What happened was my, my entire beard was brown and black, and then when I was um oh, 18, I had my lip pierced there, and it killed all the pigment. In my in yeah. this in this portion of my face. So if anyone's in, if anyone comes to ask me that, no, I don't fucking die. Two things I don't do: I don't dye it, and I don't dye it. Those are the two <laughs> the two things. Perhaps rules for life, though. Yeah, yeah rules for life. <laughs> oh, Captain Haddock over here with jet black beard. I know. <laughs> Mine's a bit salt and peppery. It's getting there. Yeah, Good. I've got grey in it. Have you? It doesn't look like mm. it. Looks like you coloured it in with a sharpie or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you get up close, there is grey in it. It is starting to come through. Uh, oh, t- yeah. Today's episode is sponsored by Just for Men. <laughs> <laughs> I once have you ever had it? Like you know where you get like an accidental Amazon delivery, like someone else's order come round. Mm. And I had I had one that was like that. It was like Just for Men, like hair growth and hair dye. And then I was like, is this just a hint? I didn't use it, but I was like, is this like a hint? Amazon is sending me this. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Was it oh, April bliss. Fool's by any chance? Nah, I don't know. Amazon just, went... just fucking with it. <laughs> I've had a few. I had like a bunch of like nicotine patches coming once, and I just flogged them on eBay afterwards. It was like fifty quids worth of nicotine patches. If there are any lawyers listening about um, yeah. Amazon fraud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, back back to some brand stuff. Let's just try and kick this. Sorry, I'm, I'm the worst for tangenting. Um, it's all right. I like a red herring. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I like all the fish. I, I, don't, I don't limit myself just to the herring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't trust those. <laughs> can't trust those herrings. Why not? Um, oh, I, just, I don't trust them. I don't, I don't, I don't know how they got <laughs> no eyes either reasons. side of their head. Oh, they got eyes either side. Of the, they just don't swim the same way other fish do, do they? They're a bit. Salmon just jump. Salmon are fucking. They're leaping bastards, aren't they? They just yeah. leap like fuck. Fishy wankers. Right. <laughs> um, now I actually know your backstory because I, I followed you on uh, Reddit. I used to see you on. Um... Did you? Yeah. Is that how you found me? That is how I found you oh, on the print, no on the idea. print, on the screen so print, he, Reddit, and on the. How he finds all his prey. 
and street <laughs> streetwear startup. Oh, I saw okay, you on there cool. yeah, when you yeah. had your original your original brand. Yeah, new truth. Yeah. New truth. Yeah. Um. So, but I know I know this. Our listeners don't. Can you give us a backstory of how the brand was born? Like in in this in this um in this version of it because you had a brand before, but now you're on this one. How how did this one sort of the new one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it kind of, it did get born from the previous one because the previous one had like, cause it was the first one ever the time doing it. There was a lot of pitfalls I learned from it really. Like mm. things were like, I didn't think the brand, it didn't have like a strong enough, uh, like subject to it really for people to latch onto, I find, which made it quite difficult to design for. So every release ended up looking a bit different, which made it quite hard to market and quite hard to find the target audience. And from doing like that brand i learned there was one particular release which did well and it was like a cartoony one the abstraction one with the cartoon illustration going mm. down the middle that one did quite well and like from talking to people i realized that's kind of like what they wanted and i wanted to do a cartoony brand originally and um so i thought right okay i'm gonna go away i don't want to just thought i don't want to do this anymore and plus it was the name new truth it was like a bit i it was just so common like if you went onto Instagram, there were so many handles with it. You typed in New Truth into Google. There were so many other things called New Truth. And I was like, it's just like you, you don't really stand out as, as much. It's quite hard, especially with the SEO as well, to like uh, to stand out. And so I went away from that and was like, okay, I want to create something that's like completely different, completely unique. And I wanted to do, like I had the idea of like the vintage Americana cartoon style already in my head because I'm a fan of that kind of illustration mm. style. I've been for like ever and so I knew I wanted to do that particular style I just wanted to think up the name and I wanted to do something like I like a lot of brands that are kind of like foreign sounding even if they are foreign brands I like the name when it's foreign it just kind of there's something about it that sticks in my mind especially if I can't pronounce it it's like do you know that yogurt that um it's like oh yeah 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 and I knew how did I know just from you saying that do you know that yogurt <laughs> I knew exactly what fucking yogurt you knew because every time I look at it I have a stroke trying to pronounce it that's exactly <laughs> it but you remembered that yogurt exactly yeah, yeah I've seen what you've done there it's very clever annoyingly yeah. clever of you that, that's my point it sticks in your mind when it's like something that's a bit like oh what is that when it's like if you just read it like everyday yogurt you're going to forget about that in two seconds and you'll be like oh, I don't know what fucking yogurt you're talking about but then when I just said that yogurt you knew exactly which one mm. so I wanted to do something that was a bit different but I didn't want to just like some brands you know just have like a Spanish name or something like that and it's like I've got no correlation mm. like relation to that at all and I thought well I'm like partly Scottish my dad's Scottish a lot of my family are and I was like oh what about Gaelic and I was just walking in the morning like doing my morning walk and I just literally went to Google Translate and just like what is fun and then in Gaelic, and that was it. And it was just Fialaga. And I was just like, oh, that sounds sick. So we've got a nice ring to it as well. And then I thought, right, that actually works quite well with the illustration style I wanted to do, because I wanted to do like the fun kind of like vintage, like Mickey Mouse kind of tinting kind of style. Yeah, and... sort of um, cupheady, without, without being rude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That. It's, it's got a particular name. I can't remember what it is. It's like hose pipe. Hose, does, oh, I can't remember now. It's got a particular type uh that cuphead style um can't remember now but yeah and i i fought the two and then i was like well i want to do something that goes with the name that translates as having fun so i thought of like the whole illustration with like doing the children and things like that just like pissing about and it being like humorous and that's kind of like how that developed it was just developed from doing new truth soaring what worked within new truth and what didn't work and kind of adapting that into something a bit different really awesome really cool 
and then it was the the sustainable side of new truth worked really well because i did a lot of the market stalls so i got a lot of instant feedback which is really good like doing those market stalls you just even if people don't buy you get Mm. like you can do such Mm. good market research you know i often take surveys with me and ask people questions and like it's it's really good for that kind of stuff just instant feedback you can take like one-off prints but you can just get people's feedback do you like this do you like these colors and it's like you don't have to like them post it on social media and people see it first you can just like get instant feedback which is quite good yeah and then i was saying like the sustainable side of it worked really well and i wanted to kind of like help try and make it even more sustainable with trying to bring the production of the clothing as local as possible because i was doing the printing myself but i wanted to kind of like make sure like there was nothing wrong with like the other stuff i was using a lot of it was manufactured in india but it was all still done with um uh, like fair trade approved uh, factories and things like that but it was often when you when people would ask that like at the market you would, you would tell them that and even they would kind of like not be as impressed i wanted to do something that was a bit yeah. more impressive. because it's made in because it's made in india or it's made in pakistan or whatever it's like i think it i think people have a preconceived idea yeah exactly. stuff that's made out there regardless of whether it is as you said like a fair trade factory and stuff and like you can, and you can do like virtual tours of these factories and yeah, everything. Yeah, they yeah. look fucking amazing and like you know the workers are obviously treated very well it's like the reason that those manufacturers are obviously over there because the cost of living is lower so they can pay less which means the manufacturing doesn't cost as much it doesn't cost the end user as much yeah yeah so, exactly. you know it's, I mean, we, when we were speaking to um, Andy from Fields on a, what episode was he, Pav? Oh, the spot oh there. I can't remember, like, uh, eight, no, uh, 14? He was the second one in, wasn't he? No, third yeah, one. No. Third, 15? No, 15. One yeah. of them. One, um, one of the teens. <laughs> but um, he was talking about, um, because they've done quite a lot of, like, cut and sew, uh, mm. like custom garments and that, um, and they're looking to kind of expand that. And he was saying that ideally they want to, you know, bring it over to the uk but it's so bloody expensive it's yeah. like you know you can get exactly the same product as something that would be produced in pakistan or india and it's going to cost you fucking six seven eight times the amount it would over there it's yeah. like yeah it's just, it's and, just mad and it's the thing is like you said it's not necessarily any better quality because it's done here it's just you're paying for the wages and like the the mm. cost of running yeah. the business in this country like yeah when i was looking into like the hoodies in this country i was like fuck me i can't i feel i feel bad charging mm. people like what i would have yeah. to for that but i i just noticed this why i for this current stuff i settled in portugal i found a, a factory in portugal i'm still trying to find other ones but then that was cut and sew and the pricing wasn't the pricing isn't too bad i think it's quite relative it's it wasn't much different from when i was buying like pre-made blanks so it, and it worked out and then it was all you can talk about how you know the workers are working on honest hours you know legal hours under eu legislation and things like that and it's not to say that like in china and pakistan that stuff doesn't happen it's just like you said it's the preconceived notion for people and it's, it's like even in china like there's amazing factories in china now but it's just like the what it uh what is implied to people if you say something is manufactured in china especially if you're trying to sell like a sustainable organic brand doesn't kind of have mm. the same ring to it really if you did do no. it in manufacturing it would be brilliant but it's just i've had people say that to me well oh, you're not doing it in england and i said well you're probably not going to want to pay the price of what it's going to cost mm. well I, th- I think the other thing as well is like uh, places like china and india and pakistan and that they are like there's massive parts of their country which revolve around like the clothing mm. manufacturer industry whereas the uk it just it, it just doesn't we don't really yeah. have it to that kind of level you know they are the fucking experts 
like whether you like it or not like they are probably just better when they're more experienced you know they get it probably turned around quicker and stuff like that and it's the same with like places in um um probably like eastern europe so we like when we had our socks manufactured they were all made in um where were they made bulgaria uh no not bulgaria hungary um and they're fucking brilliant but it's like when we when we kind of got inquiries for um for quotes for over here they were literally double the cost yeah for exactly the same product it's the same materials it was like just couldn't justify and it's like you know we can't charge 25 quid for a pair of socks do you think do you think we could get to the point though where people are going to want to buy things that are made in the uk and then if if you're one of those people that's already dealing with people manufacturing things in the uk people are going to just start paying like through the nose for things like that because i can see i can see it becoming quite fashionable and and uh... yeah I, I think so but a lot of the problem i think at the moment is like a, a lot of people are looking for like the locally made higher end goods but also fast fashion and things like sheen and primark are just rising mm. so much and I, I don't think it's necessarily people not maybe people do want to support that but I think a lot of it's just people's circumstances but like mm. it's it's people are still having to buy from those kind of fast fashion brands which it is a shame because like you can't compete with like the t-shirts like five pounds and a hoodie's a ten yeah but a lot, a lot of it's a false economy though isn't it because oh, it, is, it, is. It, it, it does not it's not lasting like if, if it's if it's a third of the cost but it's lasting the same amount of time fair enough but it's it's not I, it's I, I not. had a I had a Primark yeah. T-shirt, and I think I washed it three times, and one of one of the sleeves more or less fell off. And I was like, "Yeah, it was a, it was only like a quid fifty. I bought it. It was a bright yellow color, I think, like a safety yellow for a fancy dress thing. And uh, yeah, no, it, it, I, did, I was never going to wear it again. So it wasn't a problem. But I was like, if if, if that was a normal T-shirt, I'd, I'd worn a couple of times. I'd have to go and buy another one to replace it. It, do, it, it doesn't make sense financially to me no it's so cheap one pound fifty that is ridiculous it was mad it yeah, was just, mad but that's the no, problem we can't even we can't even get blanks that cheap no i know no, no. <laughs> it's mad i mean half the times like it does make you think like well if you've got a last minute job come in and they want it done that day yeah just go to primark and you could just you could just <laughs> fucking go to primark and go yeah right those t-shirts want an entire box of them like mm. i want one of every size <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you... I wouldn't do that, but you could. Like, it, it's feasible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, makes you think though. One pound fifty a t-shirt. How much was the person paid that made that? <laughs> like, and it's such a shame. But like, yeah, some people, you know, don't want to pay like twenty or thirty pounds for it. Can't pay twenty or thirty pounds for it, and they do have to pay one pound fifty a t-shirt. But it's a, it's a shame. Society and our economy is like that. But in order for some people to clothe themselves or feed themselves, someone on the other side of the world has to like work in slave labor conditions. Mm -hmm. And it's just like it's a shame that things are like that, really. But like to to make good clothes that are made like locally and by people that earn an honest wage costs so much money. And it's just like yeah, it's well, a his, shame. That his, like histor that. Historically, um, poorer people would make or adapt their own clothes, wouldn't they? And that's that's oh, okay. that, that, that's that's a skill that we've lost yeah but because we haven't needed to because you no know, clothing has become cheaper like gen generally speaking you'd you knew how to sew and if you needed to like if you could get a hand-me-down and resize it or whatever or you would or whatever, yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah and it's obviously not not a skill that we need to possess which you know it's a good thing it's, it's also it can be a bit of a curse mm. i'm yeah, going to start up a, a knitting club alongside the print shop oh i'll knit me a bobble at 
<laughs> Go on, do us a pop of that. So you're um you're cut and so I if I'm right in thinking you're wearing one of your hoodies right now, aren't you? I am, yeah. Yeah, well done. You're, you're <laughs> cut and so you came up with uh, presumably a tech pack for all that and the yeah, style yeah, that you yeah. wanted. How how did that work? Was it, was it a, a long because this is not something I've ever done, you see. Was it a long process? Did you have to like work out what style? Did they have options of styles to, to pick from or did you, how did it work? Yeah, it was it was a very long process. They were lucky they had like um uh, a styles that they already had so mm. you could use that it was quite easy so oh, you okay. could use their measurements and just uh, kind of customize it to where you want so it wasn't necessarily starting from scratch which was really easy then for the first time so you could say like you want this weight you want it like this you you want this measurement so it was just kind of working from what they got and then just tweaking it which would did make it a lot easier but i would say I, i'm probably going to have to change like the manufacturer they weren't like the best to work with it's been a really long stressful process so it's just i think that's one of the more difficult things is finding like a manufacturer that like uh you can trust and you can work on like especially yeah. at speed like, it's why it, so few people do it <laughs> it's hard it's a fucking absolute ball like i've been such a nightmare doing it but mm. The problem with the thing is, is then when I show the people clothes, I've had such good responses from them, people saying about the quality and the fit, because that's been really well thought through. And so it has been worth it for the end product. But yeah, it's 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 not something to take lightly to get into. It is pretty stressful. I, I, I suppose as well, you'll see, you have all the stress and everything of getting that done. So you see things from a different perspective to people that are coming in and looking at it that have nothing no 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 notion of what's gone into it yeah, so you'll, yeah, you'll yeah. see you'll you'll be seeing things you're not happy with or that mm. you could would have done differently and then the customer coming in is like well that, that's fucking banging mate like um yeah no that is it's actually quite refreshing that because when you work on it for so long and then you someone comes along and goes oh yeah that's sick i love that i'll give you money and then it's mm. like oh yeah that's cool you know, that was worth it uh, we we've had this has been a recurring theme um with uh brands basically saying personal interaction is becoming like a very important part of either where they want to be or um or what they're what they're planning on doing um because that interaction is really important because you can't when when you're i suppose when you're fully e-commerce you don't get that instant feedback that you're talking mm -hmm. about where someone can come in they can feel a jumper they can feel a hoodie you can tell them about it your passion comes through with it as well um, so, so you went, you went straight to a straight to doing a market stall. Did you, did you sell anything online beforehand? Or yeah, um, with this brand, I kind of did it, uh, kind of threw it in with a bit of new truth at the end. Like the mm. end of new truth, I was still doing the market stalls and started bringing this stuff in, and then kind of done just did a changeover and then just started doing Fialaga. I've still got like some bits of new truth left that I'm just doing as a discount at the stall. But yeah, just kind of just went straight in because I had it already set up. All I had to do mm. was buy like a new top for the gazebo. Otherwise, it was all ready to go. And it's a good, it's a good, the one I do is St. Albans. It's a good market because people there are looking for the kind of higher end goods. A lot mm. of majority of the stalls, all stuff that's been handmade or manufactured local. And that's what people go there looking for. So it works quite well. And they really appreciate the sustainable side of it as well. I suppose also what goes in your favor, which it sounds backward is that you have because of the way you're doing things you have really a, a limited offering don't you in, in, what, what, in, what, in what way well you've got that one hoodie at the moment haven't you yeah, and where, yeah. Where, where else have you got that t-shirt that i can see in the background yeah and the other one below it the, yeah the so what is that is that all one. you have because you only do that one that hoodie in that one color don't you that in that 
sort yeah, of chocolatey I've got, brown. I've got another hoodie on the way as well. I'm just literally waiting for these t-shirts and the next hoodie to come to arrive from the manufacturer. Mm. Um, but yeah, you doing it this way, yeah, you are limited because with the manufacturer, you have to get a, a high MOQ uh, mm. just to be able to get it. When if you were buying blanks, you know, you can just buy one of a size and it doesn't matter. Mm. So you can have a much uh, wider range. So that is definitely a negative to it. But it no, is- I think it, I think it works in your favour. Oh, okay. In this instance, because you're going, you're saying you're going to this market stall, and yeah. there are people that are going there looking for something a bit different. Uh, you know, looking looking for something handmade or whatever. Well, if it shows like the the scale that you're at, which is I think is is actually a strong point as well, that that's all you can offer at the moment. But everything you can offer is of like the best quality you possibly can. Yeah, so you might like, only have it. two or three items, but they're like the best two or three items you can get. Whereas if you might have someone that buys a bunch of stock in you no know, prints on it or whatever they might have 50 things on their stool which is mm. which is which is great for variety but like for 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 narrowing down quality i mean when you go into these high-end fashion shops they don't have fucking millions of pieces hanging up no, do they true. they have yeah, like yeah. four things in two mm. different colors and that's it mm. yeah you're basically presenting to them i guess it's a way like you're you're trusting the person who's made it. You're presenting and saying that this is good. Trust mm. me on this. These these are the few things that are good. It's not like yeah, we're like going back to Primark where you just got like a massive pile of underpants just like there, and you have to dig through it to find what you like. It's like I love like... digging through underpants, <laughs> especially if especially I'm not the one wearing them at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like it's it's presented with a, like an air of confidence, really. Mm. But like, well, you're you're it, creating. It's almost like a like a museum or an art gallery isn't it you're you're curating what you're putting out yeah, there yeah yeah what well, is art really at the end of the day like it is yeah. it is you think like m- most people don't have a big enough house to have loads of lovely pictures up on the wall yeah so what do they do what, what a t-shirt i mean you can fit how many t-shirts in a wardrobe and like each one can be a completely different piece of art yeah exactly so it's it it, it is yeah nice yeah and even that it's it can go even more from the designs just to like how you have it fit and the quality, I think there's like an art to that, like how mm, the si- mm. how the silhouette lo- uh, actually looks. But um, yeah, and just yeah, like in the print as well, definitely. I think people love a good print. I think that's what catches their eye, especially at the market. Is like you have it out, and people gravitate towards the design. And then when they touch it, then when they feel it, and they're like, oh yeah, this is amazing quality. And it mm, kind of mm. like goes hand in hand that. But no, back to what you were saying about like how face to face, especially. I think it's. I, I think with New Truth, it wouldn't have survived if I hadn't done the stalls. I mean, mm. it didn't survive. I stopped doing it anyway. But I wouldn't have been able to do it for those years, but I did do it because, like, the internet was slow. Um, but I think that's, like, what I said, because I, I found it hard to market it. But mm. face-to-face is, even with Fialada, the couple of stalls I've done face-to-face, it's very easy to try and get sales because, like, like you said, you're passionate about it. Like you, you have a good understanding of the brand and you're passionate about it. And I think that comes through in the way you talk to people, the way you explain the clothes. And when people can touch it, when people can feel it, I think it's such an underrated thing just to be able to touch and feel the clothes in order to mm. like, um, it's like when you go into a shop and you just like, you walk along and you go, oh, that looks nice. And you just touch it, you just feel it. And instantly you'll either be gravitated towards it or you're touching the ground. I know it doesn't feel that good and not bothered about it. Yeah, I went, I went into Primark um, the other day, not that I've, shop there personally but kids go through clothes very quickly and it gets very expensive if you're buying nice clothes all the time so yeah. Yeah. took my took my boy in there because he needed some new clothes because he's had a bit of a growth spurt 
And it was just like walking around and it's like to get to the kids stuff, it kind of went past like the men's stuff. And I was like, oh, I like the look of that sweatshirt. It was like a kind of a rip off American like NBA sort of sweatshirt sort of thing. But it looked really cool. It was in a cool color. Um, I felt it and I was just like, ugh, that's fucking grim. It's yeah. horrible. Um, and that's it. You it got was... attracted to the design, but then as soon as you felt yeah. the quality, you're like, and that's one thing but... I find is when you get into this, and especially like when you're working with blanks and you can feel a lot, you get to learn it a bit more than you probably did before. Like you're like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that's like a polyester blend or something like that. And you're like, I'm not having mm. a problem with that. Well, that that to me is kind of like when when I, if I buy them from another brand or whatever, I mean, you know, Nick's always says I have enough t-shirts, but I am guilty of buying <laughs> t-shirts from other brands. Um, it's kind of the first thing I do is obviously look at the design because that's what's going to draw me in. Mm. But it's not even looking at the price after that. It's looking at not because, you know, money's not an old nectar or anything like that, but it's looking at what the garment makeup is. Yeah. it's kind of like you know whether it's organic cotton or what the gsm is or where if if it says where it's made or whatever because there is i think there is a fair few brands popping up now that are kind of not necessarily going down the cut and sew route um but because of uh manufacturers like Rue Porter and uh are they called atc or wtc i w- think they're called w-a-t-c that's it yeah yeah and they're they're all based in portugal aren't they yeah. and they're doing these like premium luxury br- blanks and there's a lot of brands starting to use them now um well i've heard nightmare stories about root water i've never used them but i've heard like absolute nightmare i i haven't used them personally i opened up a a, a trade account with them um because i had an inquiry for somebody who wanted to use reporters and i was like all right anyway the the, the job didn't come through like client just disappeared um and uh i had an account with them for like three months and they emailed me saying we've shut your account down because you haven't yeah. ordered anything from us i was like what and then you have to do a minimum 200 euro order in order for them to reopen your account what? i mean Fuck off. I'm you not should doing look that. at their trust pilot they haven't got a single every single review is one star on trust pilot oh like, shit if you go it put type them into reddit just constant threads about people just saying how awful but, but what i find hilarious is you say that about reddit you i mean you've been on there on the streetwear startup yeah. subreddit whenever there's some 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 two-bit brand trying to start up what's the first thing they say high quality rupert or blanks and it's like yeah, hmm. luxury, well, luxury sustainable blank yeah and you're like well so, that, so that's a fucking hoodie if i order i'm never gonna get it right <laughs> yeah <sighs> it's quite that's... interesting on there i don't know if you've been on there recently um i've noticed it on my instagram as well there's like you get like i get brands that i like get recommended in my adverts and stuff and, and, I, and i see the same ones on reddit and it obviously hasn't worked for some for some reason and then you see, obviously, after Christmas, they're a bit short on cash. So mm. they all, like, throw loads of money at their adverts and they all start mm. posting again everywhere. And it's like, and you, you go back, you go, if you go to Instagram, like, one of them, the last time they posted was uh, February last year. Oh, wow. And, they, <laughs> and they've obviously got shitloads of stock left. They've done fuck all for the rest of the year. And then, like, like let's pump let's pump a bit of cash into some ads and see if we can yeah, clear yeah. some of the stock sort of thing. It's really funny. Mm. I, 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 fair play to them. It just, it just makes me chuckle. I think it's a funny way of doing things. Mm. Yeah, you see a lot of brands like that. Like, from when I started, like, brands I really looked up to at the beginning, and then you check back on them, and they, like, all disappeared. Like, yeah. it's, ama- it's amazing, the turnaround. It's such a saturated market. Well, and COVID did that massively as well. Like, because, I mean, we, we, we started the pod kind of after 
COVID or just as it was kind of like ending. Um, and it was like m- my whole idea with it was that obviously we were sitting around twiddling our thumbs and there was all these fucking awesome brands popping up that were, you know, run by artists, run by designers, run by mm. printers, run by tattooists, whatever. Um, and they set up all these awesome brands. But then obviously what happened when COVID backed up was everybody went back to work. So yeah. these brands just disappeared and it's like, oh, fuck, I really want to speak to them. You know, but I, th- I think the, the thing is with people getting into the brand game, I think a lot of people think, obviously, you know, rightly or wrongly, that they've got the best idea in the world and it's the most original thing ever and they're going to fucking sell loads. And if I see it, one more it. Y2K inspired oh, design, crazy. Reddit has been crazy <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> it's literally yeah. every other every other post on there is yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. look at this. And it's like some word. With that mm. one font that everyone and uses, and then the stars either side, yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then an anime girl but, holding a, a gun. What's fucking yeah. hilarious is none of these people were probably even alive when mm. <laughs> like oh, yeah. when, that, when that was originally the style. <laughs> it's but so then, weird oh, when you look back on a style that's like you just like, especially nineties style, and now it's I didn't like, like it. I didn't like it then. <laughs> no, it's horrible. <laughs> fucking jelly <laughs> shoes and fucking oh. stupid bloody flares and shit and. Anyway, these um, shoes of JNCO jeans. Oh, yeah. Jinkos, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Jinkos. Oh, and and you wear them, even if it was pissing Arbor Rain, you'd go out in them, and that then that denim would just wick all the moisture up until you're yeah. you, no one no wonder I'm getting arthritis in my knees. It's from years of wearing those fucking yeah. jeans, like soaking up. <laughs> but I, I think a, a lot of people kind of go into it, as I said, like thinking it's just gonna be easy. Mm. And like the market is just, you know there for them to be had and it's like starting up a brand and running a brand is fucking hard work yeah it really is like people don't realize how much time you have to put into it and like me and pav both see it as um we obviously run print shops people come into us wanting wanting to start up brands and stuff and like you know as i said they obviously think they've got the the next best thing since sliced bread but they'll do one run of shirts and then never come back. And then their Instagram goes down like a few months later because it's not taken off instantly. It was like, well, that was yeah. a fucking waste of money, wasn't it? You yeah, know? definitely. And it's you got, just they've gone for back. like an eight, nine, ten pound blank or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's just fucking useless. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think because some brands do do that. Some brands do take off straight away and they probably see those brands and be like, oh, mm. they've taken off. Like they've just like within a year, they've got like quarter of a million followers and they're like, oh, mm. I can do it as well. And for some, it just doesn't click like that. And you just have to be like dedicated to it. If it is, I, I think those ones that take off really quickly, that is almost certainly not their first rodeo. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because there's yeah. no there's no way that someone can be that successful straight away. It just it just it just doesn't work like that they've got a bit of nouse about them like those ones that really get meteoric meteoric they, they've either tried it or they've tried everything or you know they they, they know what they're doing there's no, they've no, no learned, one they've learned the lessons yeah, yeah, yeah exactly and they've probably got the connections already like yeah. with the factories and things like that the, uh, the social media people just like got management already in place mm. Mm. or lots of money yeah that's very true it definitely helps with a bit of investment that would be good mm. <laughs> um cool um so kind of on like i guess the brand moving forward then where where do you want to push it to kind of in the next year obviously it's it's not your full-time job is it yeah where where do you envision it going i mean eventually if it became something full-time that would be good but otherwise i'd be content still like 
doing it as a side hustle just to have a creative outlet but I, it would be good if it became full-time I'd like to eventually I want to still do printing stuff but eventually I'd like to kind of get more into the cut and sew more into the fabrics more into like having custom made fabrics and things like that and I'd still like to do like screen printed hoodies and t-shirt but I'd like to learn more about creating my own kind of custom clothes so it's like um how would you say it's uh more bespoke that way but you spot it and you're like instantly oh that's a fiala go outfit like you just yeah. know that's where i'd like to get into that because right now i'm doing all the printing myself and i know that's not always going to be feasible like printing 50 hoodies takes me time like and it's like mm. i'm gonna eventually have to probably step away from that at some point and that's why i'd like to kind of develop go into that so more of the factory can do that work that's kind of where i'd like to go that's really interesting you say that actually because a few brands we've spoken to that like that have been printers they want to print their own stuff and that is like their sole thing and, that, and actually they did they developed a real love of printing from yeah basically doing it as a, as a cheap way to get their to get their stuff out there but you're, you're basically saying the garment is the garment is more important to you than actually what you imprint on it or yeah, or, I... or, or you're saying that like although you love the process you, if you're quite happy if you have to scale that, to step away it. from that it's, it's from a scaling perspective mm. i absolutely love doing the printing i mean i'd never had any previous screen printing experience i just learned from doing this and i, I love doing it but it is looking at from a scaling perspective and mm. time perspective as well like working full-time and running this though you mm. at some point like especially with a brand there'll have to be points where you say right this needs to be outsourced this needs to be outsourced in order yeah. to be able to scale up properly so you can set aside time more to the management of the brand and I think that's stuff like that, like the photography, the social media, the printing will be bits will have to be outsourced. But I think it's good at the beginning to be able to, to have a go at doing all of it just so you've got experience. So then if I'd never learned how to print, if I got it printed with a factory or a printing shop and they didn't do a good job, I wouldn't really know. Or now I know what I'm looking for. You know, I know mm. I, what, I, what inks I'd like to be used and things like that and what I'd be looking for in in a printing and what type of quality. So I think it's good to learn. But yeah, it's just from an expanding point of view, I think eventually. And the thing is, is I'd like to, to help it become more custom because it's like what we were saying a second ago, it becomes so saturated. Every brand that starts up just does a printed run of T-shirts and I want it mm. and everyone's using the same blanks. And the only thing that really differentiates you is your style of design and that when it's that kind of field. So I'd like to get more bespoke so it's it's steps away from the crowd really. So it's it's something a bit different. So it's more than a printed t-shirt. There's nothing wrong with a printed t-shirt, but I want to do more. I, I want to learn more. I want to learn more about the manufacturing of the clothing. I want to learn more about the fabrics used and things like that and how to expand and how to create something a bit different. I think, I mean, you've not been running the brand that long, have you? This one only a couple of months. I spent about yeah. a year developing it, but yeah, only a couple of months. But I think even in that short space of time, you are probably more experienced as an all-rounder than a good chunk of brand owners out there because you've had your 100%. your fingers in all these pies. Like, you know, mm. you've done the printing, you've done the cut and sew stuff, you know, you've been on market stalls, you're obviously doing bits online and everything as well. And it's kind of like you've done all of that. Where oh, it's like, you. you know, I've 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 got a little bit of experience in like the the kind of manufacturing side and stuff, but that's that's like literally your I mean probably your main selling point really isn't it it's kind of yeah, like you know yeah, yeah. they are your garments it's like you know we're using kind of specific manufacturers and we're very picky with who we use sort of thing but it's we've never gone down the route of like um you know we we want to go 
and and get some cut and sew t-shirts or whatever because it's like i i was quite happy with what we landed on mm. it's like it'd be really nice to have like our own thing that's kind of made just for us but i think from from our point of view like at, at, as our brand sort of thing it just for us it doesn't make sense but that being said it is really fucking cool and i really admire what you've done yeah thank you and no, i appreciate it and thank you for the kind words no you're welcome mate. i i also i agree <laughs> what, he said what, something really nice and you just tailed on what what, what darcy yeah, said yeah. <laughs> well i think i think what's interesting is that obviously you've got this background in design and mm. you haven't lent on that i mean you've obviously done design to it but you haven't massively lent on that and used that as your strong point you've gone and learned something completely new and really chucked yourself into the deep end with the manufacturing so yeah, i guess so i hadn't thought about that but yeah no I, yeah i guess you're right this is basically a therapy session for you as well, you know, and then yeah, free, yeah, free consultation. It. It's 50 quid sessions for yeah. therapists. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just think it's really interesting. Like, in fact, even you saying that, you didn't even realise that that's what you've done. Like, you, you've you've got experience in another field that you could have quite easily... I mean, let's be honest, if, if you're good at design and you're good at marketing, you probably could have slapped a couple of T-shirt designs together and earned a few, coin out, earned a few quid out of it, you know. But hmm. you've gone the extra mile because you want to make you've, you've been out and you've met people and you found out what they want and you found yeah. the type of customer that you want so mm. now you're you're building your product around the customer rather than building the product and then finding a customer to suit yeah that's, so exa- that's exactly it that was what i learned from new truth what people mm. wanted and yeah that's exactly mm. what i've done i've built it around the people that i want to sell to uh, how um how long were you running new truth out, out of about about two years actually trying and then the last year was like just selling the stock I had while planning mm. Fialaga. So probably like three years, but only two years of actually like trying to run it. You're quite um did, uh, there you go. I, I was gonna say little segue. Um because we're I think what we're trying to do with downcast is basically downsize the the collection a bit. No pun intended there. Um but I think we're struggling to kind of shift like we're getting decent sales but it's kind of like it's very spread out like nothing's really like dwindling did was there a specific way you went around there went around that sorry in what way in the sense of actually shifting stock not that i'm saying we're shutting down or anything i I just went i'm trying to reduce the size of the collection but it's like were there specific things you did to actually go okay we're getting rid of this stock now sort of the the market's still without a doubt was it like that was very easy it still is touch wood to make sales like it's just like say someone's you know umming and ahhing about a sale okay right i can knock five i can knock ten percent off it you Mm. can it's easier to encourage people into multiple sales as well if someone's got a family with them they might buy like two t-shirts for their kids or something like a jumper for them um they're more inclined to buy it then and there when it's right in front of them i think it's an easier sale and so then there was exactly that. My very first release with New Truth was a difficult one to sell. And basically, I just dropped the price and just did it at market mm. stalls and people just were going for it. I just And then they just sold really quickly. It got rid of it. I got the cash back and I could reinvest it. But it, it was that. It was, yeah, definitely market stalls. I suppose doubt. the benefit of doing that in person as well is you're taking the money. You've got the money then and there. You're not waiting for it to clear through another account. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you haven't got to worry about the, the cost of posting it out to someone. Yeah. Mm. And then you uh, then you skip all the uh, Shopify and PayPal fees as well. Mm. I mean, if people mm. pay cash, then that's all good. Otherwise, you just use like one of those card machines and they take about one percent. 
And yeah. like Shopify, you can lose quite a bit, like especially if it's like an abroad sale. So like can... 5% of yeah, something It's ridiculous, like that. Yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But that that's what I suggest. Even if you just do like pop-ups, like um, like in I, there's like a, a vintage clothing shop nearby me, and you can do like pop-up stalls there, just like other other shops that will allow you to do it. That's a good place just to get rid of stock that you just want to shift, just prop the price down. Because sometimes it's better just to get it just lower the price and at least it's not just sitting there as dead stock you can just get the money mm. back and then reinvest it into something else you're very pragmatic aren't you eric very <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> i like that you're like what no get rid of it i want to do the next thing like it's not your your proper like business-minded brand owner i think yeah mm. that's from my dad my dad was a business owner so he's like i think it's rubbed off on me a bit like watching him like he was a very successful businessman so it was like watching him like how to do it it's all about i don't know it's just like not having much it sounds so cliche but not having much emotion towards it just mm, like mm. thinking of it from a business perspective like the design you could love or oh, why isn't this design sold i absolutely loved it i spent hours creating it people aren't saying it they're buying it who gives a shit get rid of it and do something else mm. i've like, got a bit of like a little bit of that in me like my granddad was a very successful entrepreneur and he was always working and he was also very successful but then my both my parents were artists yeah um so you got a good a bit, mix you got a bit of both of it uh yeah sort of <laughs> it's kind of like my 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 mind is like it always goes with like the creative flow rather than what i should be doing which is like yeah. oh, i need to do the admin um and it's like i start i sit down to like i don't know do the admin do the finances and stuff and then adhd kicks in it's like no let's release some shit it's like <laughs> yeah it's um it's a fucker I think it's important to have a bit of both of those, especially when you're first starting the brand, like especially on the, the Reddit, the streetwear startup, there's a lot of artists on there. But then I find mm. it a good juxtaposition of that. I don't know if you would go on the apparel success, the uh, the Facebook group, the one that no, I've um, been on there. I'm going to write that down. It's a good one. It's um, the guy who does uh, all those YouTube tutorials, Rob. He does uh, the brand uh, K-Bud with like a Canadian brand. But he, he does lots. And there's a Facebook group, a closed one there. And that's predominantly more people from the business uh, side of things. And it's quite interesting. Okay. They, they give really good information on that sort of stuff. And I find it's good to have a bit of both. You need your artistic side. But if you haven't got a business side or really someone involved that has that business side of it, then it's just going to be a passion project, really, as opposed to like an actual sustainable business. Yeah, you turn into a bit of a robot again. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's safe. <laughs> yeah, not when you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, Alec, you've suddenly gone really boring. <laughs> Very Darcy, Darcy, you turned into a, a robot as well. Guess which one? Bender. <laughs> <laughs> Such a twat. So lowbrow. <laughs> oh I'm so yeah. low bro i can't help it I just, just... Uh, if if you were a robot you'd be you'd be a vibrator oh thanks mate you're welcome oh i'm a bit of a oh i can't say that joke i can't, I can't imagine words. a vibrator in your ear is very pleasant but you know I was, shaking I was gonna... your brain a bit <laughs> I, I was gonna make a really funny quip then but it involved the naughtiest word you can say so i refrained <laughs> i refrained from... <laughs> like I... podcast flagged yeah, oh, yeah. No, I have, i've said it a couple of times but yeah yeah i uh the, the uh the c word in the beginning we kind of like uh 
made a conscious effort to blurt it out, but then Pav said it so many times, and there were guests that said it, and it was just like, I, I just can't be asked to blurt this out every time now. I'm just like, if you don't like it, then, you know, on a, cover your ears. Um, right, let's... Uh, we, we, we know what print route you've gone down, because mm -hmm. do you want to talk us through your... your your journey to date with how your printing's gone and everything because yeah it, not everyone we've spoken to has printed their own garments it's, it's a you know it's a fairly common theme but it's it's always interesting to hear from people's experience of doing that oh it was hard work like i did my my first batch i got printed you know uh third rail mm -mm, in uh oh they're in london but it's like i had my very first batch printed with them mm. and i kind of just i had no previous experience with screen printing I had no idea like how it was done but i just saw it and i was like that was really expensive i should learn how to do this so just kind mm. of like just thought right okay I, I can learn how to do this so it was just getting one of those cheap single color presses off gumtree some woman who uh, uh never who brought it and never used it so i got mm. it off her and just learned that way and kind of um I remember watching you have a few problems on um on the, on, on the screen printing Reddit. Yeah, yeah uh, one, one, so one of the biggest problems that you have was first you have one of those cheap shit presses. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then secondly, wooden frames. Yeah, it snapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I remember. Frame, I remember seeing snapped. it and thinking, I've seen I've seen some shit happen with those. It's normally they just warp, but yeah. seeing one fucking snap, I could not believe it. So what happened was, is, you know, I forgot, I don't know what it's called, the bit that actually holds the frame. The clamp. I was, yeah, the clamp was going below the platen. Mm. And so it was kind of coming out like that, the frame. So whenever oh, I pushed see. it down to like, because I just assumed that's how it did, you pushed it down. So it just yeah. eventually went Shh, and just, yeah, just snapped. <laughs> but yeah, it was a learning curve. You got, I guess you learn like that way from using the cheap stuff to see if you actually want to do it or not. There's no uh, point. Well, I, I, I went and had, well, I had lessons at um at college, like as part of my art thing that I did for college, and then I did it uh, a bit at university for a project. Yeah. And then I went, and then when I was like starting to get back into it again, I went and did a, I went and did a course. I actually went and did a course, and I was like, right, j just I didn't want to start with shit habits. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But it, it was t it was tougher to get a course back then, and we're talking like what a decade ago or so. And I know that doesn't seem that long ago, but really all this knowledge sharing and everything has only really happened in my view in the past sort of four or five years is when everyone's been like oh yeah i, yeah. I hope you do that i'll teach you to come come in come yeah, here and yeah, learn yeah. that and so it was very then, secretive before wasn't yeah, it? yeah it was yeah so yeah i mean I, I i never started on a blue press so that's my my claim to fame that i didn't i didn't own one of those shitty blue presses to start with it was yellow mine it wasn't oh blue. you had a yellow one it was it was mine, one of those mine was orange ones. Oh yeah, it was kind of orangey yellow. This one, mm. it was one of the ones from Pyramid, but the the girl had gotten it from uh, Pyramid. Mm. Uh, I think I think it's a German brand, but I, I've sold it off now. But I did I did do it wasn't like a course, but it was like some woman who was offering uh, screen printing sessions for the day. But and I, I went and did that, but it wasn't like what I expected. She was like cutting the stencils out and doing it that yeah, way. Yeah, that's so, what I did. That was my intro. Yeah, so it's good to learn like that. I learned what, like, the, know, what the old what with um with Ruby Lift, or do you mean with like paper stencils? Paper stencils. Paper oh, stencils. Right. Okay, yeah, literally right. just cutting out like leaves and things like that, and then mm. just just printing like that. But it was like good learning because I learned about like the inks, how to hold a squeegee, like the frames and things like that. But then, yeah, it was more difficult. The hardest thing was learning how to expose. That took absolutely ages to get mm. right. Like, especially it's I started... the hardest part of the process. Yeah, it's where most people out. give up. It is where most yeah. people give up. Yeah, especially when you, you start off with like those doing the shit way with a bulb and just a piece of glass. Mm. 
takes like 20 minutes or something to expose. And it, never it always makes properly. me laugh on the screen printing thing where everyone's like, oh, um, yeah, so I, I'm not wash- my thing isn't washing out. And you can see they're washing out in direct sunlight. And they like yeah. live in Las Vegas, and you're like, <laughs> so they've literally they sprayed it out in in they they've burnt the screen indoors, and then walked straight outside with a hose pipe, and in, instantly like cured the rent. And they're like, oh, why isn't it working? Well, it's it's UV sensitive, and you you've taken it out during the hottest part of the day. <laughs> <laughs> There's that one guy on 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 there, and like you can see, he just gets exasperated having to tell people like, did you did you wash it out outside? Yes, that's a problem. Why it was in the shade. Yeah, but if you can see, then there's still UV light around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is the hardest part. Of it. You, you, you didn't take that long to nail it, though, did you? It it was to be honest. As soon as I then just brought an exposure unit, it was fine. I've mm. never had one go wrong since then. It was just learning to do it with one of those bulbs and just a piece of glass. Just never, just mm. never worked. It never set properly. Like however long you exposed it for, mm, really. Yeah. And as soon as I got an, it's just spent a bit and got an exposure unit. That's been fine are, ever since. Are you um plastic solid or water based? Water based. You are water based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is is I I prefer it. Of course, from the sustainable side, it's like makes more sense. And plus, I just hate a plastisol. Like nothing, not how it prints. Just like, but it never dried. It drove me mad. I'd always be touching it and getting all over myself. And then just using that mm. screen, that screen wash was absolutely horrible. You'd have to like mm. get fully masked up for it. That stuff sounds like, oh god, it was it made my whole house smell. I'd still do it. I'd do it like out and by my garage, and the fumes would still like get into my house. I hated that stuff. Pav's about to have a go at you here. I'm in your, I'm in your corner. I'm, I'm not going to have a go. Shot. I'm not gonna go have a go man, at all. Go on, man. No, I'm not, not gonna have a go at all. To be to be fair, like I remember when I first started. The, the Do you chemi- know what he calls us? Do you know what he calls us? Water <laughs> he calls water. us water bitches. Uh, <laughs> so there's beef, there's beef between the two. No, yeah. no, no, no. Well, I, I found out I'm a closet water bitch because when I was having a clear out in the studio, I had a ga- I had a cupboard I hadn't been in for fucking ages, and it was full of like water-based ink, and I. I'm guessing it because I bought a lot of my equipment used. The guy must have just given, oh, I have this as well because he gave me a load of ink, and um, yeah, and it was sitting, it just been sitting in the back of a back of a cupboard. So I'm technically a water bitch as well, although I haven't actually used it. But um, yeah, I mean, I remember when it, the chemicals now are much, the, the chemicals now are much better than they were. In, in yeah. all honesty, they're much better than they were. I mean, there's some that I've got a, a five liter. Um, it's a plastisol remover. Uh, and I've still got it from pretty much when I first started because I used it like once and I was like, I cannot have that open anywhere near the house ever again. Mm. Oh, yeah, I could I could smell terrible. it for days. Yeah. And I was like, but what, I've kept it because every now and again, there's something really stubborn and I don't even like spray it or anything. I literally just put a rag over the top and I shake the bottle. So I've got a tiniest little bit on the rag yeah, yeah. just to clean something stubborn off. And that's the only thing I use it for. All, all, well, all the fan mark stuff and that is, is fucking brilliant. That's what that's I've got. St- that the stuff, the stinky one. stuff, is like it's not supposed to be like airborne. It's not fucking good for you. No, it's, it's really bad. Stuff. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell when you're using it. You're like, this is not good for me. I should have a mask, mm. gloves on, everything. I wear. Yeah. Like, you're like, this is not good to be around. This should be like in a proper like factory where they know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, they. I am. I was sort of the opinion they shouldn't just sell that to anyone. Like, yeah, it's, no. It's, no, especially shipping it. Imagine that, like bottles of that being like on the courier, mm. like all this. Ugh. Like, yeah. just go home with DPD and next to your fucking ASOS order, like. <laughs> yeah. oh. What um. What brand of ink are you using? Out of curiosity, I, I was using um, uh, what's it called? What's the one pyramid cell? 
Uh, oh, well, I'm not okay with their water base range. Two seconds. I got on my computer. They've got Permaset on there. That's I? it. Permaset. Permaset, Permaset yeah. Ultra Cover. Uh, that's what I have been using, but since COVID, the price has rocketed. Yes. For a I was going to say it's really expensive. I think for I mean we've bad. used it. No, it, it, I mean everything's gone up now, hasn't it? But yeah, I think it used to be like forty quid for like a uh, like a litre tub, and now it's gone mm. up to about seventy. It's almost doubled. So I've Jesus. gone to I've gone to Amex now, and okay. uh, yeah, happy with that. To be honest, so it's pretty much exactly the same. Fair enough. What do you use? Uh, we've got Magna. I don't know that one. Yeah, Magna Colors based up in um, where are they? Barnsley in Yorkshire. They've been Magna. going for fucking about forty years or something like that. Nice. I checked them out. Yeah, I, I loved Permaset, but it was just like I can't. I can't warrant seventy quid for a, a, a litre of ink. It's just like how you're not going to be able to print much. So, do you think you'd ever consider um, like DTF or DTG or embroidery for any of your pieces? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's just the DTG. I, I haven't got designs that really would benefit from it at the minute. But at some mm. point, yeah, I think because my design style is very much just like spot colours. But if I mm. worked with an artist that did have like, you know, lots of gradients and things like that, then yeah, I could go that point. And embroidery, yes, just uh, the sheer expense of it at the minute. Just like mm. um, I, I would, I did embroidery with uh, Nutri for a couple embroidered bits on that, but it's just at the minute, it's just the expense. It's just because the, the clothes themselves that I'm getting uh, made are quite expensive. So um, yeah. to add embroidery onto that is be quite. Just trying to limit limit the process processes yeah. after you've got it, really, aren't you? Exactly, because screen printing it myself is cheap. Like it's just my time that's being taken up, but the actual process is like pennies for a, a print. But um, mm. it's just isn't it time. hilarious? Like. We're all printers and we all say, like, with brand stuff, oh, like, it's fine, it's just my time, it's cheap. But, like, if someone else is doing it for you, you'd fully expect to pay them for it. But yeah, when we yeah, do it yeah. for ourselves, we're like, oh, it's fine, it's basically, it's just my time. And like, yeah, and like, the, and like the God knows how many years you've learned doing it, but we're, we're totally fine with ripping ourselves off. Yeah, but... pretty much. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't like, if I had it embroidered, I'd be paying someone to embroider it, but I do the print. I don't even like, I add on like a tiny cost, but not like what a printing mm. shop would add on on top of the cost. Mm. But that's the thing. Yeah, you are just weighing up what your time costs, really. But yeah, I would like to go down that route and do that stuff. I'd like to like um, like combine like embroidery and print. I think that would be quite cool. But it's just um, a matter of cost at the minute, really. I'd like to get an embroidery machine and learn how to do it. But again, it's just a cost. Mm. There's, uh, yeah, there's something that we're toying with the idea of. Well, I said to Pab the other day, like when we go up to print, where I'm going to start speaking to um embroidery machine manufacturers in it's february like... isn't it february yeah you're going yeah yeah, yeah. what day are you going yeah. uh is it on... on sunday go on the sunday yeah because there's a bunch of us going out for dinner on sunday evening <laughs> all right you ran away last time i, I know i said i said no and you were like oh, i've run off i was, like, oh, I was, right, I was saying to darcy i was like you literally i think it was like 20 minutes and we left and we literally were in we got back to the got back to the van because I, I picked darcy up on the way and uh, he goes, I said, I was at print. I was like, what? I said, yeah. I said, he literally turned up as we, as we left. I felt so bad <laughs> after pestering you about meeting up with you. And then all yeah, of a sudden, yeah, yeah. we just, just fucked off. <laughs> yeah, you hated it. I remember you were really pissed off. Uh, yeah. was, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't like pissed off, but it, it was like. Disappointed. It was it just. Wasn't, it wasn't it was what a, I thought it was going to be. It was a lot. No, but I went the year before and there was loads more screen printing, people selling their own inks yeah. and things like that. And that year there was just like 
just that one guy selling his shitty ink. And then, like, um, I forgot what his name. Oh, shit. Uh, that, that, that one guy is actually our main sponsor. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but there was, like, yeah, there was barely any print, like, at all. But there was lots of blanks, which was good to look at. But there was, like, yeah, barely any print. It was mainly yeah, the, the, the thing we said about the, the, the blanks, I mean, it's, it's obviously really the best the best thing for it is to go and see and feel all the fabrics and everything and yeah, see what they're yeah, like yeah. but we're saying like it's really funny because there are some obviously some brands that are like everything they do is eco-friendly mm-hmm. so like they don't have to have a specific area that is and then you have other brands that are like yeah it's massive they got that's what annoyed me about <laughs> and then one what rail annoyed, <laughs> it's what annoyed me a little bit about like the um manufacturers that were there was kind of like i'm not going to name any names obviously but there were certain manufacturers that kind of like had their massive range of stuff and then it was like a tiny little corner and it's like this is our eco stuff and it's like look at us we're so good for doing this tiny little corner of eco stuff yeah, yeah. and it's just fucking greenwashing it's irritating i mean i say that i will name one of them and that's fucking gildan gildan can fuck off and get in the sea um <laughs> i I'm, I'm not pulling my punches with gildan i don't care um but it was yeah i just found it quite irritating it's like either either do it or don't like you know yeah, yeah, I, you yeah. don't want a little token kind of gesture and stuff i was speaking to a um uh, a wholesaler the other day and she was like oh yeah we've got like you know we, we can match like the quality of the products you're 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 buying from elsewhere and all this i went on and they had like none of the brands that we use nothing that even came close and it was like their eco stuff was just it, it wasn't even a token it was just it was just a bit pathetic it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i'm i'm literally never going to be buying from you I, was, and I said to her i was like sorry I'm, I'm really not trying to be rude but it's just crap like, <laughs> you know it's like i mean it's, it wasn't her business she just worked there it was kind of like you know but i don't know i don't know do it or don't imagine her going back to her boss and giving feedback so so what do they say well uh they told us we were crap he basically said we're crap <laughs> and 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 since he said that i've looked into it and I'm not pleased with some of our practices, so I'm leaving. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think um, when it falls out of fashion, they might stop doing it because it's it's been, it's been popular. I think it's falling out of fashion a bit now. The last few years, it was really popular to be sustainable. Now it's the mm. whole luxury fad, which is kind of like what they're all trying to gra- grasp onto. And I think mm. it's like as the organic thing kind of falls away, like I think those kind of like Gild and the Fruit of the Loom probably stop doing it. You know, I find mm. hilarious about the whole luxury thing is that some people, they're only, with clothing, their only th- way they can tell if, if uh, clothing is luxury or not is how heavy it is. Yeah, That's literally it. It's, it's all the GSM. Not like the weave or anything. It's literally, well, well how much does it weigh? Well, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, it's, it's made from unicorn fur, mate. Like, it, it, it basically weighs <laughs> nothing. Uh, yeah, but if it's not, if it's not a... 850 gsm boxy tea it's not good quality you're like yeah well you don't know what you're fucking talking about <laughs> it's, it's like Rue porter have now done that new hoodie which is like meant to be a thousand gsm which is no, like how can you wear that it's like ah. Oh, i was speaking to, to my, move yeah i spoke to my factory about it and they said realistically it's, it's just marketing they said it's not even really that feasible for the machines to be able to do that gsm also so, like, like how how many are they going to fit in a fucking box? Like three. <laughs> <laughs> so Eight hundred boxes turn up. You'll order like fifty of them, and and a, a pallet turns up. Like, oh yeah, this is for you, mate. Oh sweet, yeah, sweet. I just got, oh, I got all that room. Yeah, and you've got a thousand 20... GSM. It's fucking yeah. mad. 
It's why would you wear that? It's just like wearing two hoodies, basically. It's basically it is a sleeping yeah. bag. That's what it yeah. is. <laughs> like a Tog Twenty Four sleeping bag. Mm. <laughs> You're a fucking shower every five minutes. You'd be sweating that much. Yeah. There's um. Oh, I've seen some people doing like 400 GSM T-shirts now, and it's like it's just a hoodie. You're just wearing like a T-shirt. Yeah. It's like this is getting a bit silly now. Yeah, I think like my my kind of favorite weight of like hoodie is kind of in like the three forty to three eighty range. I think any yeah. more than that, it just feels a bit too heavy. It's like and then tees, it's like I don't know one ninety to two forty. Yeah, I'd like say my... that's a good range. I think I've mm. got a five hundred GSM hoodie, and I wouldn't want any heavier than that. Like I wouldn't wear that all the time because it is well worn, but I wouldn't want it. Just gets so thick after that. And yeah, I don't get mm. like the, I like a thick t-shirt, but some of them are just like, it's like, if you're wearing, I can't wear this out on a sunny day. I'll just be absolutely mm. roasting. Yeah, which well, defeats the point of wearing a t-shirt, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. You wear it, you're like, when am I going to wear this? Like in the winter, mm. maybe, yeah, mm. but like. That's my, that's my winter t-shirt. Oh, yeah. sweet. Don't, don't, don't the bottoms of your arms get cold? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the rest of me is toasty. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a perfect payoff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said in the middle of winter ju- walking around in just a t-shirt yeah. <laughs> your head's obviously cold like <laughs> my head's cold oh because i'm really here Mind yeah you. neither have i yeah, ne- neither of us <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we're fine. we are we are oh. twin we are tripling, tripling a bit, aren't we? i normally wear a hat when i'm up here but i haven't got one here so yeah um, the, the main reason I wear a hat. This is another ins- insider um, insider knowledge onto the podcast. Uh, I I, wear, I tend to wear a beanie specifically for the podcast because I've got really shit headphones and it keeps them right. it keeps them attached to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> just 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 using it as a way of, of of keeping them so I can hear what people are saying. Well, yours seem to work. Mine don't seem to be working that well. Mate, these are these are one pound fifty uh, Panasonic's from Amazon. They're on offer. <laughs> <laughs> Panasonic, look, there we go. That's a little plug. This episode is sponsored yeah. by Panasonic. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Can you, God, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Um, it might be a bit more budget, like a Joe Rogan one or something. Like decent yeah. cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Working microphones. Pav, I know this question is normally yours, but I'm going to jump in. Um, All right, fine. What? So obviously we've talked about kind of like your print method and your ink choice and everything. What does your kind of equipment setup kind of look like then but a two-parter what does your equipment setup look like and how are you curing what we're basting okay so i've got the riley hopkins four color one station um i've got the riley hopkins uh exposure unit uh for the curing i've just got this kind of cheap heat, heat press that i got off amazon like a 100 pounds okay. one yeah. and to be honest it works absolutely perfectly just uh, cure it for like two to three minutes and mm-hmm. I haven't had any problems. All the designs last a whole wash. Um, what other equipment have I got? I think that's it, really. A lot of ink, high pressure hose, um, lots of frames. That's about it, yeah. Oh, fair enough. It was, so it was more so on the machine. kind of curing, curing oh, yeah. side of things that I was curious. Because that, that's how we started um, curing when we start. Well, when I started printing everything myself, I was using heat presses. And I would always have people go, you can't do that. It's not possible. It's like, well, it is. Because I must have cured about 2,000 T-shirts doing it that way. The only difference between a heat press and a tunnel dryer is that a tunnel dryer moves. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's still just radiant heat, isn't it? 
Hmm. Yeah, well, well, no, well, I've been told you could do plastisol with a heat press, but people are like, you can't do, you can't cure, cure water based properly with a heat I, press. I, you need four stair and everything like that. It's like, fuck off, you don't at all. I've like, four stair would make it easier. Because it's you know you're literally forcing that moisture out of. Out yeah. I think I think a lot of it is they're trying they're trying to sell tunnel dryers because I I presume unless you're like scaling up and, and and you know you need a bigger one most people probably buy a tunnel dryer and then have it forever because it's just fuck all to them so yeah. like, oh I bet when yeah. all the water base comes out all, all the tunnel dryer companies are like right we're gonna make this thing called like forced air and we're gonna tell everyone they need it for that and and, and they had like a little meeting. Around a cauldron, and they were like, "Right, yeah." And then they, then they ripped up the the agenda and burnt it, so no one knew they spoke about it. That's what that's what I imagine happens in the background. I've Look, I've, n- I've never heard, but that isn't possible. Like, yeah, mm. I, I've never had any problem. Like, I've got t-shirts and hoodies, but I've washed like fucking tons of times and never had any issues. I wasn't yeah. aware of that. I can't fit a tunnel dryer in my small garage anyway, so I'm sticking Cured is cured. Oh, I've, you want to do I've got an industrial size uh, tunnel dryer in my single yeah. garage studio. <laughs> it is <laughs> fucking massive. Um, yeah, I bought it. It, it, it was, um, <laughs> there was a, a, a company that was going out of business in Norwich. And uh, I just happened, I was looking for a tunnel dryer for ages and ages and ages. Never find one that was the right one. And You're um, in the boat that I'm in now. You were in the boat that I'm in now. Mm, like yeah. I'm looking for a, a bigger tunnel dryer yeah and i was like oh fucking i need i need to, I need to get one and this one come up and like it wasn't on, it wasn't on ebay or anything it was literally just a listing on their website and i just happened to do like it was on like a third page of google that's how far i was looking it wasn't yeah. even on the first page and i clicked the thing and there was a telephone number just a telephone number oh like it just it's just, it just said panther tunnel dryer small and it was like 250 quid and i was like I'm fucking there. I'm going. Like, and I called him up and they were on holiday and I finally got hold of him. Said, yeah, yeah, come down, pick it up. He sent me a picture of it. There was a picture of it like in his workshop. I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah. It was, don't, it was look, a... don't look that big in pictures, do they? It didn't, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't look that big in, it didn't look that big in his fucking warehouse. Right. Like, Cause it was the roller shutter door. Right. <laughs> I get there. It only just fit in the van. It's two and a half meters long and it's just oh, over wow. a meter wide. It's fucking huge. <laughs> it is a big dryer. <laughs> it's a, I, I, it is a big old lump. Uh, uh, is it the white, is it the LW? No, well, I don't think that existed when because this was made in like the it must have been the late nineties, early two thousands. Right. I don't think that model existed. It's just like the big dude, so it's got like mm. quite a large infeed, and then the bank of eight elements. I think it is well eight by two, and then a medium sized outfeed. Yeah, it's a it's a big old. Line. I mean, it, it does make things easier. Like, I have to admit. Yeah, it's heat too- pressing take, takes time. Like when I've done like 25 t-shirts, it's like, right, okay, I've got to stand there for three minutes per t-shirt, especially if you printed both sides as well. Yeah. Like it, it does eat up time, yeah, for sure. But yeah. then at the same time, you're not producing thousands and thousands of garments, are you? No, 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 no. no so the, the, at the scale you're at, it's probably not, not, not only manageable, but it doesn't make a lot of sense for you to get a tunnel dryer or anything at the moment. No, no way. I, th- I think we we kind of made the decision to go over to a tunnel dryer at a when we moved into the unit, but it, it was at the point where we had three heat presses all on at once, like curing stuff, and it was just like, yeah, this I can't do this. <laughs> can you can you imagine turning three heat presses on now? Like how much that would cost to? Run? Oh yeah, very no. true. I'm poor about that. No, <laughs> absolutely fucking not. I'd leave them out in the sun for a month. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've heard you can get like additives. You add to water-based sink that cure it, 
um so yeah, you don't you need can, to but well, amex do been. one yeah amex what's it um cold, cold, cure, cold cure catalyst, catalyst yeah. that's it yeah i never i never used it either it was no but i quite like I've... what the heat press does to it it kind of like just smooths out the design a bit more like i think mm. it just adds that like kind of little bit extra to it yeah no, i struggled with heat pressing on with plastisol actually um i did because when i was learning when i first started printing i was using plastisol and it squished the design so it'd mm. come out and it'd be like someone got in plasticine and like squished it down and the design would have just spread out so I yeah it, ca- it, it all depends on your deposit of plastisol is a bit of a different beast when it comes to heat pressing you have to basically yeah. press, you melt it again don't you yeah you have to yeah. basically press it with with like it touching but there not being any Pressure. That's, what, pressure. that's what I did. I had the pressure right on it. When with water based, you can get away with that. It can be like flat yeah. on the garment. Yeah. It doesn't affect it at all. Hmm. Nice. Awesome. Awesome, man. Um, we've talked about your artwork and design and that. Um, what, uh, so hypothetical one, what would you add next to Fiala da? Fiala ga? I knew you'd fuck up. I knew you'd do it. I knew you'd Freudian slip yourself. I've I've, I've got to get another one in before the end just so I get it right. I'd like to do some like... Whether equipment or expertise, whatever. I'd like to get someone to come help with the social media for sure. Just like, because it eats up so much time and it's such a beneficial thing to be good at. But like, if I could... Hi, if I when I could afford someone to get someone on board, I would get someone to help with social media. That's the one thing I'm aiming for next. And in terms of probably like as well, like in terms of the actual like brand of clothing, I want to do some like entry point items, like you said, with your socks, things like that, socks, hats, just like those for people that don't want to spend as much, just that kind of stuff as well. So it's not just like t-shirts and hoodies and stuff. We, we like, had a, a relatively similar conversation with Andy from Fields. Um, in many ways, actually, you're, you and him are the, probably the most similar in that respect is that you've had things actually made for your yeah. brand. And uh, uh, do you know Fields? Do you follow yeah, him? Yeah, so, yeah. Him up, yeah. So, yeah, so he's obviously got that. He's really good at putting like looks together. Yeah, and uh, and he said, yeah. So he's got the he's got the items that he has to wait to come in and order that are a bit more expensive. But then while people are waiting, he's got like the t shirt, the hat, and things like that. So do you reckon you can do hats and things as well? Is that, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. Not? I want to do some hats definitely. Like um, I did do some hats in New Truth, but I'd like to do like some socks and hats and things like that for sure. I was just trying to get this first lot out there, just get just get this done, mm. like this this T-shirt and just um, and then like, yeah, start focusing a bit more on some other little entry point items as well, like some beanies and some caps and some socks and just ex- general accessories, things like that. But I'd like to make some accessories with the character. The main guy is called mm. Robbie. I'd like to do some like little more accessories with him because he's been quite popular. Yeah, he's cool. Did we did did one of us Google what that style of art is? It's it's like no. it's like a um, Americana, uh, yeah, like yeah. A, it's a, a coffee in it. Maybe I don't drink it. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you the, the thing that popped into my head when I saw it was, um, have you played Fallout? No, yeah, it's, it's a bit Pit Boy esque, isn't it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know the kid you mean. The little he's got like a blue suit, has yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Popped into a... my head straight away. I love that kind of style. Yeah, that's exactly the style I wanted to go for with that one. And it was like, and then it's two artists as well. So that's one artist. And then the, this one was another artist, um, a guy local as well. And it was like, yeah, so it's like, it's that kind of style I wanted to go for, like the just the old school kind of vintage cartoon style. It does It does remind me of sitting there watching TV as a kid and yeah, watching yeah, like yeah, yeah. cards, watching like the, the, like the Flintstones and that on Cartoon Network. 
you know what I mean? Like that sort yeah, of yeah. that sort of style of Saturday of, of morning that, cartoons. Of, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ed, Ed and Eddie. Ed, yeah. Ed and Eddie. Yeah, it's definitely love, that kind of Ed style. I think I got a lot of influence. Do you know Iceberg? Like, um, it's it's an no. Italian clothing brand, and they uh, they always do like um like Popeye, Bugs Bunny, things like that, and they do, but they do it like really in creative ways. And I've always kind of looked up to how they like manipulate those characters and kind of make them a bit more modern. And I was kind of like, that's kind of the route I wanted to go down. But I didn't obviously can't afford to use Bugs Muddy or Mickey Mouse. So I had to like create my own and I wanted to create actual characters in the long run and actually develop like a personality with them. Like, a yeah. You didn't fancy a bit of copyright infringement then? No. You do see people doing that shit. Oh my God, it's unreal. The the things that some people get away with. I guess when you're a small brand, you don't really get noticed. But... Yeah, but the, the people you don't want to fuck off are Disney, because Disney yeah. are, mm. are so litigious. They will just go after absolutely everyone for the smallest thing, because they're, they're protecting their IP. That's fair enough. They've got the money to do it. Yeah. Right. But you see, you see people like, you know, th- 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 there's a big difference between something being inspired by something and then literally taking that literally picture off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Going, yeah. Uh, well, you can get away with whatever you get away with, didn't you, I suppose? Get away with it until you don't. I had a, a friend who <laughs> yeah. puts out like hip hop mixtapes, and um, he did one where it came with like came with like three top trumps, uh, like the tapes, and mm. he got a threatened to be sued by top trumps. Like it was a small oh, tape sure. run, like fifty tapes or something like that, just on Bandcamp, and he had to- uh, like them messaging him saying like we're going to sue you unless you pay us five hundred pounds. And uh, and, he, and he did. He paid the five hundred pounds. He should have sent him a top trump back, saying he would sue them for a thousand pounds. Send him an Uno card yeah. <laughs> in the post. <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. Um, so, what are you most proud of in the time you've been running the brand? I mean, let's let's make it a bit a bit of a different question for you, obviously, because oh, you you've built one brand on the back of another. What was your what were you most proud of with New Truth? And then, what are you most proud of with Fialaga? With New Truth, you got it right to... first time, didn't you? Of course, I did. I have. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I have it written down. He's just phonetic. been standing in the mirror. Just like I, Fialaga, I wrote it down Fialaga. for you, like you, you did, and, and I gave and you a voice note. I have a. All oh, right, there we go. I, I have a piece of paper here <laughs> that you can't Good. see, and like, every now and again, I look at it. When you see me look down, I'm eyeing it up, and I'm going. <laughs> Like I'm doing some sort of weird spell. <laughs> I thought you were just looking at your penis every thirty seconds. I mean, there. I mean, that's that, that's that's another weird spell that deserves a wand. <laughs> Expecto like... my penis. <laughs> uh, what, you're looking down every thirty seconds. Go, please work. Yeah. Please work. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right, all right. Um, so with new truth learning how to print definitely mm. like from not knowing how to print to be able to print to what I'd say is a standard for people who purchase a professional standard that definitely and I think with Fialaga probably creating something that people seem to enjoy people seem to like but like when people see it like it's like bringing them joy they're really happy with it so I've quite because I didn't really have that so much with New Truth New Truth did do it a bit but with Fialaga like the response has been a lot in only a few months the response has been really positive from the people that have seen it so I'm quite glad I've created something that I think um, has that kind of effect on people 
That's a great answer. No, yeah. I practiced it. You, <laughs> <laughs> you listened and took notes. <laughs> well done. Well done. But the the consummate professional, aren't you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, do you have any questions for us, mate? Um, I don't know. I wasn't expecting that. This is like a job interview now. <laughs> but you have to ask like you have to ask them the questions at the end of it. How long am I allowed for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> when will I get a pay increase? Yeah. <laughs> so uh with um so you both run printing shops then, or is it a printing shop together? No, we both run individual print shops. What's the worst type of customer? <laughs> you know uh, what I'm gonna say it. <laughs> go on, you go first. Streetwear brands. <laughs> <laughs> They're like oh, amazing design, it's gonna sell over. Oh, gonna love it. No, I think yeah, there's like... a bit there's a there's a caveat there. It's streetwear brands who already think they're uh, the, the, they're the best thing ever. Like it's not yeah. it's not everyone that comes to you with a streetwear brand. I mean, some mm-hmm. some of the some of the better customers are the ones that come to you just with an idea, and it's not even like a branding idea. It might be something they want to do for themselves, and you can look at yeah. it and go, "That'd be a really fucking cool brand." Like, and then and then yeah. you can like build them from there. But yeah, I, I agree. Like they they can be the worst. They're the most yeah, demanding we, for sure. We had one not too long ago, and it was like, so he had a design, but he couldn't send it to me because he was like oh it's not going to come across right so i need to uh, come and speak to you about it in person i, I, I need to describe it through the means of interpretive like, dance just, like, <laughs> just, just send me the fucking design mate like all, all you're asking for here is a quote if you want a consultation that's fine but i'm charging you for it yeah. you're not coming to my unit for fucking two hours to chat shit like you know uh... I'm, I'm working um and he was just like I'm not going to get into it because it was fairly recent, but um, yeah, we've had a few of them where it was kind of like a very, very demanding right from the off. And it's like, you've not even got like a brand name. It's literally just like, yeah. I think that's that's my answer. (laughs) You you need someone that wants to have an actual working relationship with you, not someone that's just trying to turn a quick buck. But it's very different getting someone coming to you for like t-shirts for an event or something because they're Mm -hmm. like, they know what they want. They've got a budget for it. Bosh, they're in, they're out. When you're dealing with something, someone starting a brand, like they really need to know how you operate. And they what what these people should also know is how like small the screen printing world is. Because mm. recently there's been a customer that um some barred. Yeah, basically oh, he's okay. <laughs> basically he's because we've got a big group of us. We all chat quite regular. And he was like, oh, one guy basically said, oh, this guy's been a fucking knob. Um, like obviously you work with him if you want to but i recommend you don't he's a pain in the ass and it literally spread for, and you could every now and again someone was popping up with an email going this guy's emailed me what do i do like yeah ignore him like bosh bouncing onto the next person <laughs> I, I just pass all of those on to pav yeah <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't have would... the best responses to Dick yeah i mean i had i had because I, I can't put up with people being like uh vague i can't deal with mm. vagueness um mm. i struggle with um people being rude for no reason like when they just met me quite often when people are rude to you they're rude because they're insecure and they think that's the best way to yeah, deal yeah. with you when actually really i'm a fucking human to treat me like one um Aww. yeah and that, i suppose that's it but i i've i've don't i don't have much patience for people like that i have one yeah, guy yeah. i'm not even i have a feeling it was a wind up but i had um i had a guy send me a, 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 a 
a message on Instagram saying, I've got a I've got a t-shirt with a design on it. Um, but it's too <laughs> but it's too big. Can you make it smaller? And I was what, like, I knew design? this guy was I knew was, he wanted me to basically take the guy the design he already had in t-shirt and make it. He said, Is there a way of making it smaller? And I just replied, uh, have you tried standing further away from it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good response. <laughs> and it was like he blocked me, like didn't respond. I was like, Yeah, it, I have a feeling it was a wind-up, but I just haven't got haven't got the energy to do was it (laughs) was it oh right i I have i haven't got the energy to deal with people Um, and people just people being rude like i don't i don't care what you want the want the t-shirts for or whatever yeah also like i suppose i suppose another thing is not like not accepting that you don't want to do a job for your own reasons like yeah like you don't you don't want to print on guildans you don't want to print on fruit looms like that that was going to be my kind of little segue i was going to say it's people that come to you and think that you work for them yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't fucking work for you it's like i run my own business i make my own decisions i don't have to take you on as a client regardless mm. of how that makes you feel it's like here's my reasons if you don't like them fucking go somewhere else mm. like you know and that's not been like arrogant or anything like that it's just i don't want to take on this job it's Simple like that in the service i don't have to yeah people think they can speak to you a certain way once money's involved mm. yeah exactly it's just it is like, weird oh, isn't it Another thing onto that is that I, I've stopped now, but I used to do like mobile DJing for a long time, like in pubs. And the amount of people, was, the, the, when I just did, when the pub would hire me, it would always be fine. But whenever you did a private gig, when people would be paying you to be there, they'd speak to you like shit. Like honestly, especially when they're yeah. drunk, the people would speak to you like they were the worst gigs. You'd have people starting on you because you wouldn't play their song or something like that. What? And it was like, it, it was exactly like you're saying. It's like, I'm a human. Like just because like I'm being paid to be here, you can't speak to me in a, in a particular mm. way just because there's money involved. And it's like, yeah, I, you, I'd have a fair few people like prop one guy because i didn't i wouldn't play his madonna song that he wanted and he went fucking <laughs> he sounds like a virgin <laughs> <laughs> he was he was livid he was like screaming at me like trying to knock over my decks his friends had to pull him away and like it like when he went uh left. classic madonna fan <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah typical <laughs> And it was just like, but it's like that. It's like, why? Why? Just because like it's a service, suddenly like you can speak to a person like shit. I don't get why. It's probably like you were saying, like it's some level of insecurity that people think like they're taking it out because of their own shortcomings. They feel like they need to belittle somebody else. The only like um, saving grace that is that generally the people that are like that are with you are like that with everyone. Mm. So like everyone's getting, a, a, it's, they're, they're being diluted. I mean, yeah. there's, that, there's that phrase in there. If you go out during the day, and you meet an arsehole, you've met an arsehole. If you go out and meet arseholes all day, you're probably an arsehole. Like... <laughs> I've never heard that. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was... Oh, uh... what, what was that customer interaction you had, mate? Which one? You're going to have to narrow it down. Oh, the oh, one where I the one where I put, I, t- I upped the price. No, I, no, 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 not that one. The one where you said, um, oh, if you went to your mate's house and it smelled of dog shit or something like that, and then you went home and you... It's oh yeah, like yeah. I said, yeah. I said, like, you're probably the shit. Yeah, yeah. I said, if you went around your mate's house and it sunk a dog shit and you didn't have a dog, would you think you'd you'd stepped in shit when you went in, or would you think that a dog had turned up and shat somewhere? Like, and he, he yeah, didn't. He, did, he didn't get it at all. Thankfully, um, yeah. I've had I've had a few funny ones. Like, I I did have one where uh, there was a guy. He asked for a breakdown. Uh, basically, he, he asked for a bunch of t-shirts and how much it would be. And I told him. He said, "Can I have a breakdown?" And it was like it was like five hundred and five hundred and twenty quid, I think it was. No, it's five hundred quid. 
it's like 500 quid. And he said, can I have a breakdown? I was like, yeah, it's 500 quid if I do it. And it's zero pounds if I don't do it, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is the, the, the classic one, like all the tradies use for people. And he was, oh, you're being rude and that. He said, I'm going to take my business elsewhere and I'm going to, com- I'm going to complain to you about training Sanders. And I was like, you can't complain when I haven't taken any money off you or like agreed to do anything. You know, he went away. Then he come back and he's, oh, um, uh, can you do it any cheaper? And I said, yeah, I can do, I can print half the t-shirts for 250 quid. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the the same one that you uh, said about the ACT? ACT, now? yeah. And then and then he come back. He said, no, 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 I want a deal. And I said, I'll do your deal. And I put it up to 700 quid. And he was like, well, that's more. And I was like, I oh, know, but I've added the ACT, which is the annoying customer tax. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of that. So I added 200 quid on it. Because I wasn't going to take the job on anyway. So, like, I could have made it a million quid, like, for, for, all, he, for all he cared. Like, it wouldn't have mattered because I wasn't never going to take it on. So I just thought I'd have a bit of fun with him. Like, you got, I think you got to take the joy out of the, the joy in little moments like that. Yeah. Talking yeah. about annoying customer, I gave it a little bit of a go when I was running New Truth Printing for other people. And I decided I wasn't going to do it. But, mm. like, one guy, he just gave me a T-shirt with a design already on it and just says, can you reprint this? And, and you're like, like uh, no, is the answer. <laughs> Well, I did manage it. It was a single color and I kind of like scanned it in and traced it in Illustrator and managed to do it. But I was like, what, what for this? one T-shirt? No, he no, it was like 20 T-shirts. So it was oh, like no. it was worth doing. But like it was just like, what? he just gave me like this crumpled T-shirt and said, can you just get this design? In fact, he's asked me to do some more, but I've said no. And he, he had a print already made. And he wanted me to add colours on top of the print that he's already got on T-shirts for like 10 of them. And I just said, no, I'm not doing that. I haven't got the time. Well, you wanted to like line it up like. Yeah. Put... <laughs> just add to this print that he's already got on a T-shirt. I, I like, suppose no, we, we shouldn't be too harsh because mo- most people just don't understand how it works. They oh, that's don't, exactly what they, it is. They he's don't not, get it. He's not a dick. He just doesn't understand it. But like, yeah. yeah. I think I put people like that in a different category. It's like, that's like, I'm quite happy. To, to a certain extent anyway to hold their hand through the process and everything and it's like not yeah. only their hand sometimes <laughs> <laughs> Offer the full, uh, service. Full <laughs> finishing service would, would, um, would sir like the reach around as well <laughs> <laughs> would you like the rough service or standard turn around <laughs> <laughs> you have to rename yourself to spunky cow <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant um, <sighs> Right, do you want to do a few randoms, Bob? Yes, I think we should. I think we should. We're going to ask you some random questions. Don't think it. too hard about them. Just, um, yeah. Just, Just FYI, in about five minutes, a guy is coming to buy a synthesizer off me, but I'm happy to carry it on. It will be a really quick uh, thing. It will just. <laughs> do you want? Do you want to get him on the pod? Do you want to do a little, a little, I, I just don't a little know bit, a, a little bit strange, of DJing? He's a stranger off eBay, so I have no idea who he is or anything. Oh, but uh, he's coming around really? in a bit. I was thinking, yeah. Anyway, let's go. Do, do, Hilarious. Do, do questions. Hilarious. Um. Uh. Oh, you put me on the. Put me on the spot here. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Morning. Hmm. How early is morning for you though? Uh, like six, half six. Oh fucking hell. Yeah, get up, there, go for it. Go for there's it more. Swim. There's more than one six o'clock in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get up, but I mean, I'm quite bad to be honest. Sleep, sleep isn't my thing. Like otherwise, like, I'll, I'll happily be up all night. I like, I'd rather be doing stuff. But yeah, morning nice. person definitely. I get up, go for a swim, do a jog, something like that. Go to the gym, do a bit of work, and then uh, then go to work. Well, I work from home. This is my desk right now that I work at, so it's pretty easy. Nice, fair enough. 
Um, what's the worst piece of advice you've ever received? Um, oh, get a job. <laughs> Be an adult. Yeah. <laughs> Starting a brand is easy. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but another worst. What's the worst song you can propose to someone to? Oh, um, maybe anal cunt. Hitler was a sensitive person. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It wasn't even oh. pause. You didn't even pause. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Good. I'm sorry for the cackling. I'm... Do you know that band? <laughs> no, but I'm going to Google it no afterwards. <laughs> you should look at their logo. It's brilliant. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I won't say their logo, but look it up. It's pretty funny. Oh, they've got yeah, some. They've got some really funny songs. Those guys. I won't look funny. it up now because I'm. I'm already like staving off another laughing fit. So I won't. <laughs> oh. oh. Um. What would your plan be in a zombie apocalypse? Uh. I've often thought this. I think I'd probably die quite easily. Ever <laughs> <laughs> the, the realist? Is that your plan? Yeah. No, <laughs> not, it's not my plan. It's, I'm just not very good at like like being hands on like that. I think I'd probably die quite easily. Um, what would be my plan? Um, I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. Find Bear Grylls and team up with him, I guess. <laughs> see, see what I'm doing here is I, I'm gathering my list of uh, brand owners that I'm going to take with me when the zombie apocalypse yeah, happens. Yeah. Just so I know, <laughs> where I know where I'm going to go. So, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> Alec, you can be you can be part of Operation Human Fodder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alec, what's your plan in a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> die, die quickly. Die. <laughs> be one of the first. <laughs> tick. <laughs> that is, yeah, front line. Tick. <laughs> oh, uh, if animals could talk, which animal do you think would be the most annoying? Uh, squirrel. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad shout, actually. Yeah, or birds. everywhere as well, aren't they? Or a pigeon. They'd probably just be like saying something like retarded, I reckon. Like. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know because have you seen that? Um, that got that guy who's edited like a drum and bass beat over a pigeon walking, and he's like, "This is what he imagines oh, yeah, the yeah. pigeons listen to." I reckon that it looks like they're listening to techno. Yeah, yeah. I reckon seagulls. Yeah, yeah. birds probably. I think yeah, probably birds. Yeah. Uh, cool. I'm gonna ask this. I'm gonna ask this one again because we asked Paul from Human and we had a really good answer. Mm. Um, what's the strangest purchase you've ever made? Um, I don't know. Strangest purchase. That's a good question. I can't think. I'm gonna look around the room see if I can find anything. <laughs> I know what your strangest purchaser are. It's going to be when um, Dharma turns up in a minute and collects that that uh, synthesizer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least I've got like video proof in case anything happens. Yeah, yeah. Can you like, imagine going on? We'd here. be on the oh, Darcy. We'd be on the news. The podcast would go national, international, <laughs> even. Okay, he's here. I, I yeah. can carry this on. Just give me like a couple of yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah right. no worries. Right. Sounds... You go. We'll talk about you for a minute. 
when you see a blood spatter at the wall. <laughs> Gunshots. <laughs> I wonder what you're synthesizing anyway. Meth. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, 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 my God! Get that man on the pod, listeners. We've uh, we've just seen Alex, uh, man, picking up a synthesizer. Um, he weighed at he weighed at the webcam, and for some reason <laughs> that gave Darcy and I a, a, a tremendous amount of joy. <laughs> oh, well, I waved at him and he waved back. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm a I'm a simple creature. I'm a simple creature. They are arguing. Should we narrate what we think is happening? <laughs> like the man has now offered to pay by the medium of hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I think Alex just sold a couple of t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, he just—he just, he literally just just took them off. He was like, he waved. He took them off the thing, and he's gone back into that room with the guy. Either yeah. that, or he's, or he's mopping up some sort of fluid. Yeah. <laughs> A wag rag. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, oh my god, this is one of the this is one of the weirdest, funniest things that's ever happened on the. On oh, the, no. the, the... Sorry about Hello. that, guys. This is that is one weird. of the w- one of the funniest uh, <laughs> things that's happened on the pod. Like he was waving at us. <laughs> as he did, did you did you just sell that guy a t-shirt? No, I was I was trying to. Oh, ever well, yeah. the proper proper brand owner, and yeah, yeah. I gave him a card because I told him like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm using this money to go into the brand, and he was like, oh, you run a clothing brand. I said, oh yeah, here you go. Here's the hoodie. Here's the t-shirt. I gave him a card and everything. So maybe we'll nice get a card. sale out of it. Yeah, hopefully, always worth trying. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, where were we? Last we final questions. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. Oh, is uh, asking you questions? No, 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 no. It's us. It's us. Uh, us still asking you. Okay, go on then. Uh, right. So, if you weren't doing what you do now, what do you think you'd be doing? Ah, uh, is this like a hypothetical? If I could do anything, or what I realistically would be doing? You can do both if you want. Yeah. What would, what would you want to do? I'd love to be a voice actor for like cartoons, but oh, I haven't got like the amazing. voice for it at all. Yeah, I always imagine like people doing like the Simpsons and like things like that. It'd be such a cool job, like a job for life. You're just doing yeah. that, like. But oh, I wouldn't be able to do it. I they, you know, they, they get paid like unbelievably. Well. I, I met a man who was a voice actor in a local pub, and I was just chatting away to him. And I'm not one of these. One of my one of my least favorite questions is to be asked and to ask someone is, "What do you do for a living?" Because nine yeah. times out of ten, most people either uh, hate their job or they don't want their job to be like what defines them sort of thing so i'll, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. always skirt around it but i was talking i was like i, I recognize i said i know you from somewhere and then he did the voice out of an advert that he'd done and i was yeah. like fucking hell like you're, he was the voice of one of the strongbow adverts and i was like that's un- unbelievable and then he sent me his website and like, all these like all these things he'd done like, all these all these voices oh, he'd wow. done for people yeah and and because he spoke a couple of languages as well like he get loads of jobs because if you got like a, a company like Lynx, he did stuff for as well. They obviously sell all around the world. So if you can pay one person to do oh, yeah, the yeah. advert rather than like fifteen different people, yeah, yeah, and, and fortunes doing it just by yeah, talking. No, it's, it's it's good money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You could you got you got a you got the right face to be a voiceover artist. I reckon you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so rea realistically then other job maybe a graphic designer i think that was probably another path i would go down but i just hate dealing with clients like that like i don't mind doing it as a nine to five because most of the business deals with the clients but i wouldn't want to mm -hmm. like deal clients like that but that would probably be the realistic thing if i wasn't doing this yeah i was freelance a freelance designer for what was it probably a couple of years I was yeah just like, i fucking hate this that, that's it. Fucking hated it. I, I toyed with the idea of doing it, but like I just thought, no, I, I don't want to deal with these clients. Like I'm quite mm. content with where I am. Yeah. It's, have you, um, there's a book uh, called, oh, I think it's called Clients from Hell. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go and get it. It's literally next door. He's going into the house next door. To borrow a book from them, or does he mean the room next door? I presume room he means the room door, next door. I, I don't think he knows. <laughs> can look at, excuse door. me, can I have a cup of sugar and that book that I lent you two years ago? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like he's going to just read out excerpts of my life if it's clients from hell. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> Here he is. It's this. As a designer, this is so worth fucking owning. It's literally yeah. like people that have written in and it's like their worst client interactions and some of them are so fucking funny. It's like a lot of it seems like fiction, but it's really fucking not. It's like <laughs> Have you been yeah. on um small biz small biz memes? No. That the the Instagram page is small biz memes and there's like there's like a screen printing human one. The small biz memes, like some of the people that the, the customer interactions that people have are hilarious like one of them is like uh the f people will leave a four star review and they'll love everything about it and then they'll put at the bottom uh i never give five star reviews so it's like what uh, have you got to fucking we... do to get a five star review but <laughs> then there's like trust pilot and it's just like people are like oh excellent service arrived really quickly love the t-shirt love the design it's amazing blah 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 and then they give four stars for like four stars for everything trust pilots like the overall the quality the yeah, yeah. shipping time or whatever and give four stars for everything it's like but you've just said it's like it's five star service why yeah. aren't you giving us fucking five stars you dick yeah, the the other one is where they put like a one star review, and it's like, oh, I love the product, it's amazing, really good to deal with, but the postage took too long. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> the ones I don't get is mainly on Amazon. People will leave like a five star review, say just received the product, haven't used it yet, so I can't really comment on it. But great yeah. shipping, and it's just yeah. like, well, why are you leaving a review? I want to know how the product yes. is. All they're actually reviewing mm. is the speed, of the shipping. They're not reviewing yeah. the product at all. <laughs> Yeah, it's like we don't care. I'm looking at a review to find out if it's worth buying, and you just write, "I haven't used it yet, but it looks great." And it's like, mm. oh, how pointless is this? How much free time you've got in your hands to leave these kind of pointless reviews? Yeah, you 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 need to follow small biz memes. That their, yeah. their logo is literally it's four out of five stars. Is their logo? <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. It's really, uh, is it my go? Go for it. Here's my go. Uh, can you recommend any brands that you like to hear on the pod? Uh. Can I stamp stamp clothing? Stamp. They're from oh, Birmingham. Yeah. Okay. You're scribing pad, aren't you? Yeah, I'm writing down. Chop chop. Left-handed. <laughs> cool. Maybe we uh, go and visit them. Are you yeah, near? Where I'm... Where are you guys? No, I'm just saying when we got when we got the printware, we could go and visit them. What's What day is it? The printware. Twenty eighth. 
And you're going on the Sunday? Yeah. Cool. We're staying over in the... You can cut this bit out so no one knows where we're looking. Over <laughs> um, here, room the 28th number. of February. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're staying in the... Um, just so everyone knows that... Yeah, fucking everyone's going to know that I'm not going to be home that weekend. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you meant more like people turning up at your room. So leave your keys by yeah, the door. Yeah, that's why. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think people are that desperate to see me. Um, uh, yeah, it's... Um, we're staying at the Ibis, Ibis, whatever it is. It's in the grounds of the, of the NEC. Right. Purely because we're having a bit of a knees up on Sunday and then coming back right. Monday. Okay, yeah. So yeah. There's, there's loads of people that we want. To, we're not really going for the. Well, we are going for like the the exhibition and stuff, but it's, it's more, more it's more of a social. The social's really yeah. like is for Darcy and I is actually way more important than anything else. Yeah, for like sales for business. Well, yeah, just and just having relationships with people like just right, like. Right. like uh, no meeting other printers and you know there, there's bits of, you know we might have done with other other printers like um Darcy's had stuff th- done th- with uh, I think being in, being in the print industry, print industry it's like the amount of, not necessarily the amount of people you know but the quality of the people you know is so fucking important because yeah. it's one of those industries that's it's obviously unregulated there's no like body to govern it or specific place you can go for advice for and everybody comes everybody has these issues that have like don't know where they've never cropped up before but like that rarely pop up before but there's always somebody who knows somebody and stuff like that yeah, it's like yeah. having an, having a bit of it and an in with everybody is like is really good that's not obviously why why we speak to people it's just nice to have relationships with people and speak to fucking awesome printers brand owners manufacturers whatever and like we had some fucking great chats when we were up there last year like yeah, it was, it was really a good. shame like the amount of digital stuff compared to kind of more traditional methods i guess but you know dtf was booming last year and i think it's calmed down a little bit i'd just like to point out that i've been i've been dtf for years but now they've changed what it means <laughs> well now it's direct to film but it used to be down to fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so it, uh, it's, it's just nice to have like yeah i mean there, there's a lot of that being rude, dusty, crusty people in the in the stream screen printing world that have been doing it very I've long, and, and and they feel like every bit of knowledge they have is like only they can have it, and blah blah blah. They and, are dying out though. Yeah, and I think I mean quite literally and something. Literally, cases. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just it's just not like that so much anymore. Like no. it, it, it's just really nice. It's nice to find your clan. Print yeah, you know, yeah. pe- people who screen print are um are a. a, a breed of people in their in their you know they're just, they're just a bit odd but in the, all the best ways and you all we're, we're all odd we're in the same way yeah, I, would, yeah. I would agree yeah it's just nice to chat and talk shit and, and like as an, a practical example of it as well the other day darcy was after some stock and like he came to me and like said i don't suppose you've got any of these in stock can you for a job i'm doing and like that's the sort of relationship that we've got with loads of other printers is that if we like need something we could go to him and go, I need this, I can't get anywhere, have you got any sort of thing? And that's, you can't really put a price on that sort of thing, I don't think. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good, it's uh, just like business relations, really. Mm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, where can people find you? Uh, wait, I suppose speak to, the, speak to the bloke who just bought the synthesizer off you, he'll tell us, won't he? <laughs> <laughs> go on eBay, look for my listings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Do you mean like socially? Socials and that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, St. Albans Market, I'm there last Saturday of every month. Um, I'm going to be doing the Harpenton Sustainable Market as well. Um, I try and do pop-ups at H-Town Rags, which is in Hitchin. It's a vintage clothing shop. And I do the vegan market, which goes all around the country. I'm doing the one in Hitchin, which is where I live in February. And then I should be doing the one in Norwich in, Ju- in June as well. So, yeah, catch me. I'm all, I always announce it on the Instagram, like what markets I'm doing up front, like it says it in the, in the profile. But, yeah, that's a good way to see me. Do you want to tell us, tell everyone what your Instagram is? Uh, well, if I say it, no one's going to know. Fialaga. <laughs> so I'll spell it out. F-E-A-L-L-A underscore D-H-A. And if you're seeing a clip of this on Instagram ever, we will have Alex's Instagram link. Yeah, put it down like below. down here or something. Like, yeah. like <laughs> as I say it, like on Sesame Street, so it's be F E A. Do you remember the ye- Do you remember the yellow floating pencil with the light in the butt of it? No. Do you remember that? You should teach how to, how to draw letters. <laughs> no. Do you remember? Did, oh, I just had a this weird flashback of that just then. Back in the then. 1930s. No, it was when I was at school. That's just really weird. When you said that, I was like, that just jumped into my head. I haven't had that memory for, well, since that, since it last happened. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Have you got a yeah. website or anything, Alec? Yeah, yeah. Fialaga.com. www.fealladha.com. <laughs> okay, it's a, it's a, it's a, coming up at the bottom, as I say. It's, yeah. a, it's a great <laughs> scoring scrabble, isn't it? You're, you're... Yeah. <laughs> I'm on TikTok as well, on Pinterest as well, on YouTube as well. I mean, if you go on the website, all the social links are in the bottom right-hand corner. Mm. So you can find me that way as well. Make Amazing. Silly, make some silly TikTok videos of me screen printing and doing other stuff. Excellent. Final question then. Go on then. What is the meaning of life? 42. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> we knew we'd have one. <laughs> I haven't even read it or watched it. I just no, know. you're not. Oh, <laughs> no. I tell you what, I've I've read all of them and um, really enjoyed them. But what I enjoyed even more is the audio book of it. There's even more joy in the audio book than there is in the in, in reading it. And normally, I'm the other way around. It's it is yeah. fantastic. Interestingly, it's uh, my girlfriend's birthday tomorrow, and she is that magic number. She won't like me saying that, but she is. Um, and we're going to Brighton, so we're gonna. She's she's got tattoos and stuff, and and it's one of her favourite books as well. So she's sort of tempted to get a hitchhiker's themed tattoo right. um, for her birthday, which means I'll be paying for it. Sweet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Brighton. I used to live there. I loved it down there. Well, I'm just, I, just down the road from Brighton. Oh really? Yeah. Whereabouts? Burgess Hill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Close. Yeah. On the other end, of ha- on the other side of Hastings. Okay, yeah. Oh, so you guys are not that far. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. We're pretty, pretty close to each other. Yeah, yeah. I love Brighton. It's brilliant, but it's hard to get anything done. There's far too much distractions there. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the reasons I moved out is yeah. down the pub every night. <laughs> yeah, it's too easy. You just start, you can't get anything done there. There's just way too yeah. much going on. Yeah, so should, we, should we stop for a quick pint on the way home? It's like yeah. eight pints later. Because the pubs are so nice as well. They've all got like free yeah. pool tables and good food and really mm. interesting alcohol because like, they all got to like compete with each other because there's so yeah. many of them. So they're all like pretty good. Mm. You I should get that. a little get a little pop up in Brighton. You do really well with your stuff there, I reckon. 
I've been meaning to. I I need to get an in uh, with it. I haven't got uh, one you, yet. I'll tell you what. So one of the plans that... Sorry, I didn't mean to point no, at you No, go there. for it. Um, <laughs> I don't know who you're pointing uh, at. <laughs> just myself. Myself. <laughs> just trying to, trying, to, trying to get rid of it. Um, <laughs> fuck, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So the, I... I've spoken to a couple of other brands about potentially doing a collaborative pop-up yeah. in a big space in Brighton. I have like seven or eight different brands that basically yeah, just go, sick. everybody go in on a, so, I mean, obviously it's expensive, isn't it? But if we're splitting up the, the setup time and the cost mm-hmm. and everything like that, it's going to work out a hell of a lot more affordable for everybody. So if you're, um, if you're interested, I'll keep you. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah, because I've been interested in doing Brighton, like Brighton and Bristol, especially both of them. Mm. But I just haven't got an in at the moment until I find one. But yeah, no, I'm more than happy. There was one I saw. I don't know if you guys do you follow Overgrown. It's uh, another British yeah, yeah, brand. Yeah. Ollie, and, I, I spoke to I spoke to him the other day. Okay, and he seems to do a lot in Brighton as well. Uh, yeah, no, I'll keep you in the loop, mate. Yeah, 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 I do. I'd love to get back. And I haven't been there for a few years. Love to go see the city again. It's not really a city, but it is a city. Yeah, it's, yeah. How, how does city got, state has got, got a cathedral? cathedral. It has. Yeah, yeah that's has what it? makes it a city. Yeah. So, has Brighton got a cathedral? Yeah. Where? I don't know. Has I it? Could be wrong. I don't think it has. Let's have a look. Yeah, Google it. Consult. 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 Consult, Doctor Google. Consult. <laughs> does Brighton have a cathedral? It's unofficially referred to as Brighton's Cathedral. So it's a church. It's the one in the centre, you know, the one like... Um, I, I think I know which one you mean, yeah. Yeah, the one right in the centre, like par- like if you go forward facing to the North Pier. Yeah, 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 I know which one you mean. There's a really huge one that's meant to be like shaped like Noah's Ark, but upside down. Yeah. Oh, but it's in like Elga Place. That's a nice one. I don't know. We don't need to go into the topic of churches. This has taken a really, really <laughs> sideways step. Well, welcome, welcome to the church social bro- uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome, parishioners. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be well up for doing that. I'm quite excited for doing Norwich in the summer because that's like it's got a really cool scene. I didn't realise that. I went to Norwich for the first time last year, but it's got loads of good like clothing shops. It's got like quite a nice little scene. So that There's a bunch good. of really cool printers in Norwich as well. Real oh, big really? print scene yeah, in Norwich. Yeah, yeah, really, really. Um, And they, they'd all, like, if you sent them a message beforehand, most of them would like be well happy to have you in and have a chat or whatever. So it's worth popping to see them. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, link me up. I'd be more than happy to chat with them. Yeah, because I wanted to go. As soon as I went there, I was like, oh, this is a well cool city. I need to try and like get in here. Yeah, there and Brighton. I'd like to get into London as well, but it and uh, maybe like Spitalfield Market or um I like I don't I like Spitalfield Market, but I just think it's a bit like ob- not obvious, but like I think people go there knowing they're gonna sell a lot of product. So yeah. sometimes that actually makes the the product not maybe as good as it could be you know what i mean there's um, a good one in king's cross that's uh somewhat new as well uh yeah. i've forgotten what it's called it's like um uh, in granary square mm. and uh that's a really nice market but to do it you have to do when i went to sign up for it, you have to do three days in a row so you have to do friday saturday and sunday so oh, sure. it's quite a, it's quite a commitment but that will probably yeah, yeah. be quite a good one to do because there's a few other clothing shops around that bit in granary square so i think it's kind of like that 
new hip place but i'd like to try and get into london as well because i don't i'm not very far away from it i'm only like 25 minutes away from london mm, yeah. yeah i'm sure you'll get there i'm sure you'll of get course. there yeah thank you <laughs> so we're gonna see you at print where are we yeah yeah i'll be there yeah if you don't run away again this time well, if you come <laughs> yeah that, that was that was uh, it was regrettable I, don't, I wasn't... don't worry, I didn't think about it much afterwards. I did wonder why Pav was in such a rush to leave. <laughs> Gotta go, in case he recognises me. <laughs> I had a chat with the screen print world guy. He was quite uh, friendly. Dave, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's cool. He's a cool yeah, guy, was, Dave. Yeah, he was friendly to get some advice on because I was like, had some problems with emotion. He was quite friendly. And yeah, I just chatted to loads of the people selling the blanks and things like that. Like you said, it's good to go there and like touch them and see what people are doing. Good to go there and give your rep a slap in case he hasn't been getting back to you about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and get free tote bags. I left with honestly like 20 tote bags. Yeah, I I, I just used them for print test prints. Yeah, yeah that's, what I did. <laughs> that's all I used them for. Anthem were just giving out tons of t-shirts as well. You mm. had to like throw a ball into something and Anthem were just literally like giving yeah, away yeah. t-shirts. Every time I went outside to go to the toilet, like because obviously the, the thing's outside the exhibition hall, you come back in and they try and give you another fucking bag. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I've literally just walked past you. I've got three already. You can say, do you want to, do you want to bag? No! <laughs> yeah, just give it, just take it. Just take our tote bags. But tell you what I do love is the little sample t-shirts they have that are like oh, the tiny <laughs> really, ones. really yeah. tiny. <laughs> I took a photo of one and it was like a Gildan one and I was like, surely someone's just made this. Yeah, it was like literally like that big. It's such a cute mm. little t-shirt. The person that made that's probably the same size as that. Yeah. <laughs> straight straight out the womb into into the into the production line for Gildan. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Right. Anyway, thank you. Um, thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us, mate. It's been Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, had a great time, Alec. Really, really appreciate your time. Yeah, I appreciate for giving me the medium to talk about my brand. Like, yeah, cheers, guys. No worries. Well, uh... sorry, sorry for the intervene. Like, maybe you could like do a bit of cutting with the guy waving or something. <laughs> so like funny. No, it's, well, it's, main, it's mainly audio that, this, that we get do the old clip. But I think that might we might have to have a clip of that somewhere because it's yeah. just a bit of B-roll footage. Yeah, it was just so funny when like you got into that room and then and then you came back in to grab the t-shirts to show me and then went straight back out again. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh. Oh. Thanks for that. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Take care, mate. Bye.